Leading Britain's conversation. You're listening to a podcast of The Steve Allen Show from LBC. Morning, everybody. How well do you know your body? Very well. Almost too well, actually. I think over the past three weeks, I've got to know every inch of my body. I mean that in the nicest possible way. Uh, Rio Ferdinand thinks he's going to be the new David Beckham with his new uh, girlfriend, who's from the Wright family. They're going to sort of merge and everything. Oh, dear, I tell you. Uh, nobody's interested in her at all, Rio. Please, don't waste your time and money. Debbie McGee misses Paul's magic wand, but says she's ready for love again. The posh Oxford Uni girl. You actually see the pictures of her in the paper today, smirking as she comes out of court. And the judge spared her prison... Spared her prison because he went, oh, she's got a glittering career. I don't know anywhere near me, thank you very much indeed. You must be joking. There's something the matter with her. She's not there. Harry and Meghan holding hands. They are going out together. I'm feeling a bit, bit ill about that whole thing. And Colleen Rooney says to Wayne, quit gambling. So that's old birds and gambling. What's left for him? Nothing. He's got nothing else left, has he? You know, you're either going with Colleen, and that's a bit old news now, or failing that. You're in the casinos. He can't win, can he? You'd think they'd leave him alone, just him and his funny little shredded wheat hair. You know, leave him to sit in the casino. That's what he wants to do. Let him do it. Uh, Ruth's dancing isn't a load of balls, but it's the nearest Strictly gets to real laughs because Ruth Langsford can't dance. And uh, I said that before. She's on there. Uh, You know, you might as well have stuck Eamon Holmes on. But, of course, they don't ask him. You notice as well, yesterday they had all these... um, celebrities, Ruth Langsford told us on Loose Women, they had all these celebrities, because a lot of the Loose Women took all their clothes off and posed in their underwear. Very unwisely, they let Colleen Nolan stand sideways, which wasn't a good idea because it looked like two people. But anyway, and then they asked all these blokes, and all the blokes turned them down except for the David Ginnellers, some doctor we've never heard of, um, Judge Rinder and a few other people. Strangely enough, no mention of Eamon Holmes getting his kit off. Why didn't they ask? I know, I know, I know. But, I mean, come on, Fat Boy Fat could have done that. He could have posed in his little scanties and shown us, you know, meat and two veg. Actually, it's like a cow and two veg, I suspect. But uh, no mention of him there. And none of the other boyfriends or husbands of the of the Loose Women panel. Could have put them on there, couldn't you? No, no Joe Swash. Perhaps they weren't really interested in seeing Joe Swash's body. Uh, the warden who spent 35 grand of church money on the high life, he just thieved it. He just thieved it. You know, and that's somebody who works within the church. Jaffa cakes have been shrunken by a sixth, but the price has remained the same. I, I watched them making Jaffa cakes. It's all done very cleverly. They have the, the round base, and it goes along thousands. They're made in Manchester, Jaffa cakes. Uh, Jaffa cake line number three up there makes the most Jaffa cakes. And they go along, all these little round things, and it goes under a machine, it goes... And it squirts the orangey bit into the middle. And there is one bloke employed to stand there with a stick, with a prong on the end of it. If the jam is off-centre, he spikes it and takes it off. So the jam is always in the middle. It's never to one side. It's always right in the middle. And that's, that's his whole job. <laughs> throw it away. <laughs> throw it away. <laughs> throw it away. And then they go to the end bit. And then there's a chocolate bath with um, a rack that goes through it. And it flips. As they get to the end, the Jaffa cake is flipped over into the chocolate bath, and so it just coats the top of it. Then at the end of the chocolate bath, it flips it back the other way, and it's air-cooled, so the chocolate dries straight away. And then they get packed. I've stood there for hours, minutes, watch, seconds, watching them making Jaffa cakes. My f- Well, it's, it's a Jaffa cake, but they do a Jaffa bar as well. Well, I mean, to be honest, oh, 
couldn't give a toss either way one of them baked cakes or biscuits. Yes, please don't send us your favourite biscuits. My favourite were the wafers. The wafers come in sheets, six foot by six foot, and they, they put the gunky stuff on, then the next piece of wafer, then gunky stuff, then wafer, then gunky stuff, then wafer. Then the machine cuts it into, uh, into wafer-sized uh, things. Please don't write in with your favourite sweets, biscuits, toys, smells, you know, holiday destinations or anything. Else. That's for lesser programmes. This is not that sort of programme, OK? This is a programme for adults. Well, adults who've got a bit of a bit of a sneaky streak in them, which means that we delight in other people's misfortune. You know, we don't we don't guffaw out loud if we read about somebody suffering something, but we do open up the papers and go. Oh, I mean, it's like I'm opening up the papers today. I mean, they we know it's silly season. You know, it's silly season when the whole thing is just dominated by Prince Harry's latest as your father, and that's it. Who cares? He's 33, for God's sake. You know, he's past his sell-by. He's obviously found somebody he's enjoying being with, and she's going, I'm going to be a princess. No, you're not. You know, that's it, isn't it? You know, she'll be sitting alone in Kensington Palace, and it'll all be a bit dreary and boring. But uh, that's great, you know, because he doesn't go out and do things very often. And when he does do something, this apparently is classed as work. You go and watch the Invictus Games which apparently he's set up like it's, you know, it's all him. It's all him doing everything. He does everything by himself. Rubbish. There's a whole team of people who do it. He just sort of sits there and basks in the glory. It's not a complicated job to do. They just couldn't find anything else for him, so they've given him that. So that's great. And so they've gone public. But actually, there's a load of old baloney, because it was only last year we saw them picking out a Christmas tree for the purposes of the press, and they went out and bought a Christmas tree in wherever it was. It was one of the parks in London. And I said, well, that's stupid, why are they doing that? They're doing it for publicity. Because all the Christmas trees for all the royal houses come from Sandringham Estate. And all you do is you phone up and you go, uh, it's Harry here, eight foot tree now. And you put the phone down and that's it. And they deliver the tree. You don't need to go out and buy one, dear. You really don't. Uh, ban rugby in schools and no contact call. They don't... Uh, I played rugby. Doesn't affect me. I don't think so. I didn't, I didn't, to be honest with you, I mean, I'm, I'm not very good at being chased. I don't, I don't like the chasing thing. So if ever the ball came my, my, my way, I got rid of it as quick as possible. Seriously, I didn't want anybody chasing me up the pitch trying to tackle me. Get away! I don't, and also, I didn't want to get my kit dirty, because I knew my mother would go up the wall. And, uh, and so rugby... I did hockey. I was a bit better with hockey, but in the middle of winter, when your little hands are freezing cold, that wasn't a great deal of fun either. Uh, the mum finds 60 quid for stopping to breastfeed her baby. She claims, OK, here, here is the story. Here is the story. She's in the car with her husband and the baby apparently is screaming the place down because it wants feeding. Obviously a very badly trained baby. You know, I mean, surely a little bit of night nurse in the last feed always works a treat. But anyway, so the baby's screaming the place down because it wants... And so she thought, we'll just pull into a car park. Big mistake. Big mistake. They pull into a paying car park. Now, it's a paying car park. She said, we were only there for about 15 minutes. It doesn't really matter. You know, I don't have to point out, it's 15 minutes. You know, the moment you set foot onto somebody else's property, that's a car park that you pay for. And they've got cameras and they monitor people coming in and they monitor them going out. It doesn't matter how long you're in there for. They couldn't care less. You pay for it. So she got a £60 fine because she didn't buy a ticket. It would have been cheaper for her to buy a ticket. You know, the, uh, the, the immaterial side of breastfeeding a child goes out the window, as far as I'm concerned. What's that got to do with it? You know, it's got nothing to do with it at all. They ventured onto somebody else's property, thought they could park there. She gets out of the car to breastfeed. 
Uh, whereas I'm assuming she could have sat in the back of the car and breastfed while they were driving the car. I don't quite understand how that works. But anyway, and so she gets a 60 quid uh, fine and she complains about it. And the car park at the moment are sort of going, well, you know, she was on the property. You know, whether or not they, they've actually got evidence of her getting out of the car and breastfeeding, I've got no idea. But if, you're, if there's two of them in the car and the baby, she could have got into the back seat and fed the baby quite easily. It's not difficult. You just lift up your top and you and you breastfeed. And that's that's how it works. But she got out of the car. So they were in the car park. So basically, they parked. You know, if he'd just carried on driving around, it might not have sort of been the same outcome. But she gets the fine and she complains about it bitterly. Not so good. Uh, Rockstar, Rockstar Liam Gallagher. Everybody's laughing at him at the moment because Liam's not his real name. It's William. It's my middle name, William. I'm, I'm a William. But um, he, he's called William Gallagher. Doesn't quite sound the same, does it, really? I bet he's, he's regretting that one. And uh, what was it? Oh, yes, Robbie Williams has backed out of touring. Thank God. Because he's not a hit single for ages. You need some hit singles to go touring so the public have got something to latch on to. He's obviously made loads of money. He doesn't effectively need to work ever again. But all these people do it to prove to themselves, you know, I'm still Robbie Williams and all the rest of it. See, Robbie Williams lost all his his kudos when he appeared with Anton Deck. The moment you appear with Anton Deck doing a little gospel song for a Christmas show is sort of the, you know, that's when you lose all that. You'd never find David Bowie doing anything like that or Mick Jagger. But Robbie Williams, who's a bit sort of Stoke-on-Trent chav, you know, like head honcho in Stoke-on-Trent, which actually didn't take too much, you know. And, uh, and so he goes on the show and he was doing all his dancing. And I thought, no, you've lost credibility on that one. It's like it's Stormzy. You know, nobody's ever heard of him before. And apparently he, he appeared in a list the other day. Ian Dale has done a list, or somebody's done a list, that's associated, of the 100 most influential people who support Labour. Most of them you've never heard of, but at the very end of the list, 100, is Stormzy. As if anybody's going to be taking any blind bit of notice of what some of these... Ra- he is a rapper, isn't he? I believe he's a rapper. He's a, what, a grime artist. Isn't he best mates with Sheila Fogarty or something? Do they go out together or... Yeah, let's say yes. Let's start a rumour. Let's start a rumour, shall we? I love things like that. Excuse me, I must just have a quick slur. There's no reason for this. I just... Uh... Mm. Do you know, this is my third cup of coffee this morning. I had two at home and then two here. I am buzzing. That's my fourth cup of coffee. Yeah. yeah. Well, nobody ever said I could count. I left school at 15. I'm not supposed to count. I'm a radio presenter. Uh, Debbie McGee, as I say, she's in the papers today because she's finally proved to them. They were all writing her off. You know, James O'Brien's put put money on her to win. He's got, I think, 50 quid at 14 to 1 or something. But anyway, um, she's an experienced dancer. She's a fully trained Royal Ballet dancer. She was working in the Royal Ballet of Tehran and uh, she's been dancing all her life. She's a dancer. Of course she's good. She's she's trained for it. Have the other ones. I mean, poor old Ruth, Ruth Langsford is just going to look like a sack of potatoes. Much as I love Ruth Langsford, she is the joke partner. They they always give them to, uh, to Tony Beak. That's Tony Beak, who changed his name to Anton Dubeck because he thought it made him sound a bit poncy. And it does. Uh, also, um, poor old um, Judge Blinder, Rinder. Uh, he's, um, he's been caught out on his TV programme. I didn't think it would take long for somebody to work out that you've just got to get two people who make up a story and then you can cheat these programmes. And this uh, couple on here, a couple of blokes, got five grand out of him and then laughed about it. The... Uh, uh, the makers, ITV, are considering whether they call in the police over it because it's fraud. But, I mean, there you go, you know, dumb researchers who didn't check it out properly. They sort of made up invoices and everything else and claimed that work wasn't done and all that kind of stuff. They got five grand. They went, ha, 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 ha. So we'll wait and see where that one goes. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. 
Morning, everybody. Thank you. It's uh, 4.20. That's right, I have to say. I have to do the whole sort of bonding bit on the programme. You know, have a good operation, all that kind of stuff. You know, thinking of you. Not. Uh, Steve, uh, Jaffa Cakes. Uh, stuffed Jaffa Cakes. The daddy is the Tunnock's Caramel Bar, says Emma. Actually, I love Tunnock's Caramel Bar. And Snowballs. Yeah, I'm, 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 yes, we're not doing favourite biscuits, so pl- please don't write in because we, we just have to delete you. It's as simple as that. Lifetime ban for forever. I think that would be a lifetime ban, wouldn't it? Uh, David Bowie sung a silly Christmas song with Bing Crosby. That wasn't a silly Christmas song. Peace on earth. La 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 la. That wasn't a silly Christmas song. They never actually met, did they? They sung it separately. Like um, I think was it Michael Jackson and Paul McCartney when they did their their song together. It was sung separately. Uh, Paul McCartney recorded his, sent it over there, and then they sort of married them up. It's clever stuff, so you don't actually have to meet. Mind you, didn't we have um, Nat King Cole's daughter, Natalie Cole, singing with her father? It's happened with a lot of people. They've done that. Uh, Mentioning Christmas before December is forbidden. The same goes uh, for Brussels sprouts or Prosecco. Why? Because I say so. So if you do, then none of your crackers will crackle. Oh, we, we do Christmas from August. I'm sorry, we, we just do it automatically. Prosecco is an all-year-round thing. You're not telling me you're that cheap, you have Prosecco for Christmas. Oh, dear me. You have champagne for Christmas. Prosecco is the all-year-round cheaper alternative. You know, you can get nice... I've got a gold bottle of Prosecco. I've got people sort of hunt out unusual bottles for me, which I quite quite like. I'm very loath to actually drink them. Well, I'm not at the moment, actually. And uh, somebody says, I thought you'd like to know, 89 days to Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> you can't can't come quick enough as far as I'm concerned because all the television programmes, QVC and people like that, they're all doing Christmas stuff. Ideal World, you know, any of these shopping channels on the television, they're doing Christmassy things. And also, what did I watch the other day? It was one of those uh, channels that sells sell naff jewellery on the television where they sort of make up prices and convince people that it's the best thing you've ever bought. They're now using some really old woman on there who I'm assuming she must be a director of the company. There can't be any other reason why she's on there. And she was, she was demonstrating like a pendant covered in diamonds. And, then, and they do this same fake cod acting, which obviously convinces simpletons that it's all genuine, that they go, OK, so this is a really, really good... Pre-. It doesn't come with a chain, incidentally. Chain is available separately. Have you heard of that one before? Apparently that's how they, that's how they get you. So anyway, so you're, they're offering this sort of strange ball thing, which looks like it's sort of OK diamonds, not the best quality. And um, and she goes, it's here, and it's, it's how much? Six, nine, uh, what, what, three, three, four, nine or something. It comes down to one, four, nine. And she looks, she goes, are you sure? You think, are you stupid or something? Don't do bad acting, dear. We can see right through you. You can't be that dumb, surely. Of course they're sure. They're not selling it at a loss. Don't worry. You don't need to worry about things like that. They're selling it at a profit. And then I lost interest because I thought there was too much bad acting on the... T- Some of them do it. They go, Are you sh- do we have approval for this? To take it down to twelve ninety nine? Of course you do, because you're flogging rubbish. People buy it. They like that kind of stuff. People, you know, it's very easy. But, of course, when you... Act- and they say, you do get a money-back guarantee. Which, of course, is very useful. So if you look at it and go, God, it really is crap, you send it back again. And that's... And that's it's all solved. It's like, I don't quite understand why you'd want to buy something like that on the television. But obviously people do. People obviously like that kind of thing. Because shopping from home is the easy thing. You sit there, if you've got a credit card, woo, wheezy peasy. You don't need to do anything, do you? I've got PayPal. I use PayPal a lot in America and here. I use it on the internet. I use it all over the place. And then every so often they send me a list of, of my purchases. 
and I see, you know, exactly what I bought and what I've spent. I'm, I'm very good. I'm very good at money managing. Because the other day they were talking about, with, with Darren, managing your money. And I used to be bad, like a lot of other people, unless you were born with a silver spoon in your mouth. And I've earned, you know, reasonable money throughout the entire career. You know, from the early days, my first salary at LBC was £8,900 a year, but that was 40 years ago. So 8900 it's gone up a little bit, you know. Don't want to brag about it too much, but, you know, we're doing all right. And, um, and you can still get yourself into debt, because the more money you earn, the more you spend. So if you earn 20 quid a week, you go, if I earned £100 a week... And then you earn £100 a week, but naturally your expenditure goes up as well at the same time. You buy better things, as opposed to drinking, you know, a can of lager. You go and buy a bottle of Prosecco or something like that. So it just goes up. You eat out more often. You do, you do different things when you earn a little bit more money. So he was talking about money. What was he talking about this morning? Drinking. Amazing how many people listening to the radio appear to have drink problems. You know, and people who... Because the, the problem is that if you have a drink problem, you have to admit you've got a drink problem. It's no good saying, oh, I drink, you know, lager or vodka or stuff like that. You've got to admit that it's a problem, you know. And if you're drinking every single day, that would be the beginning of a problem. I had a producer who was an alcoholic, so I know all about alcoholism. I know exactly how it affects people. I know exactly what was fine. I remember being in a restaurant once, many, many years ago, after he'd, uh, he'd left. And he had everything, but gradually lost everything. He got made redundant. He got a huge payoff. Came back in the following week to work as a freelance. So he had a, but a nice lump sum, about £30,000. With that, he put it down. He bought a pub out in Essex. Because he was an alcoholic, he carried on driving. Many's the time he'd just drive his car into a ditch, leave it there, and then walk back to the pub. And uh, his other half died in the pub. But because he hadn't been home for two days, he didn't know that he was dead. So it wasn't until he got back he discovered him dead in the chair. And, uh, and then he went to... I think after he'd lost everything, he lost the pub, he lost everything. He just, you know, it just changed his life. He could not get through a programme. I've told this story before. He couldn't get through a programme without drinking alcohol. You know, and I mean a serious amount of alcohol. You know, he, he would drink ten pints a day, easy. He'd start, you know, at about 11 o'clock and that would go through the afternoon into the early evening. And then he'd go off to a club and he'd carry on drinking. But I was in a, in a restaurant and he lurched through from, a, from the back of the restaurant. And he looked at me as if to say, I know who you are, but he couldn't obviously remember. And then he lurched out the door and the people I was with went, wasn't that? And I went, yeah. And they went, does he not know who you are? I said, I shouldn't think so. He's off his face. And he was completely off his face. He went out to Spain and lurched around various bars there till he got banned because he was he was one of those people, and it, it, it doesn't happen to everybody. Some, some drunks just, you know, go to sleep. They become terribly affectionate and they go to sleep. He, he could be quite aggressive if he wanted to be. You know, only had to be the wrong... T- and he would, you could see that in front of him. And he eventually got barred from most of the bars where he was in Spain. And then uh, somebody wrote to me and said, oh, by the way, he died. And I said, well, to be honest with you, it was probably a blessing... It was probably a blessing, because if you've ever worked with an alcoholic, you realise just what you're dealing with. It's very, very difficult. Very difficult. Uh, So, 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 what else do we have in the papers today? Uh, Labour, they're now saying it's the real nasty party, because the BBC, uh, Laura Kunisberg, has had to have um, security. I've never heard of it. I've never heard of somebody who's going to cover Labour Party conference, actually, or any conference, having to have security there to make sure she's okay because she's been targeted by internet trolls. Like David Jason is filming at the moment. He's got security with him because of internet trolls. Get them into court. 
get them into court. Prosecute. Go for it. Big time. Uh, also, uh, Dyson. Is he about to launch an electric car? God, I hope not. If it's anything like the price of his vacuum cleaners, nobody but It could be £100,000 for an electric car. I sort of, Half of me fancies an electric car. The other half of me really couldn't care less. Also, the driver who mows down a teacher. He goes to the school and the teacher goes, you can't park there. So he runs him down. He's gone to prison. He's quite clearly another one of these with the brain firmly stuck up his rear end. He also didn't have any insurance or any MOT on the car, so you know what sort of person he is. Uh, also, the snorkelling cheat. She's uh, thieved £81,000 and we didn't send her to prison. I'd have had her in prison so bloody fast, her little legs wouldn't have touched the ground. I'd have had everything out of the house. The furniture, the television, the car, everything. She was pictured snorkelling. She was supposed to be so disabled she couldn't walk. Just could not walk at all. Also, North Korea have said they'll shoot down US bombers. They're sort of getting to that stage where they get... In fact, I think they have said, oh, it's war, isn't it, with, with America. So uh, we're just sort of biding our time. The rest of us are sitting here going, oh, God, it's just, you know... First of all, Trump sends over bombers as if, like, look, this is what's going to drop bombs on you and destroy your little country. And Kim Jong-un's going... And they then sort of produce all their big guns and everything else. It's going to get to that stage where somebody's going to do something stupid. And, um, yes, I'm not making any long-term plans at the moment. Well, apart from hospital tomorrow, that's about it. And gold knows that could be sort of different, couldn't it? As long as we don't get involved in it, I don't care. It's just, it's just two stupid men, you know, being so pig-headed and so ignorant that nobody wants to back down. One who's ignorant and thick as pig it's you know who's called Kim Jong-un, and uh, the other one, who's exactly the same, is called the President of the United States of America. Both mad as broomsticks. You know, both not willing to back down because that would mean losing face. And I should imagine the worst thing for Kim Jong-un would be losing face. You know, so it's the big displays of strength, as they do in Russia. They have the big parades in Red Square and thousands of troops and uh, guns and everything else come out there. It must be a nightmare to live in those countries. It must be a nightmare. You're living under that sort of regime. North Korea, you can't leave the country. They've said nobody from North Korea is going to be allowed into America. They're not allowed out of North Korea. What are you worrying about them getting into America for, unless they're elsewhere in the world? So North Korean passport? I don't think so. Perhaps we'll operate it here soon. God knows. It just gets a bit bad, doesn't it? And, uh, and the soldier, he uh, is taken up pitch on a roundabout, holding a sign. He's looking for a job. He looks a bit older than the average soldier. He was a sergeant major, I think. He's had 400 failed applications. You're not maybe think it's something the matter with him. 400 failed applications for a job. He can't get one. So he's on a roundabout. So he gets coverage, coverage in the paper and he probably will get a job offer now because he's an ex uh, he's an ex soldier. It depends what he wants to do. You know, if he wants to be a merchant banker, then uh, precious little chance. But you have to sort of set your sights, don't you, accordingly. So we'll come back to that a little bit uh, later on. And also the um, the other story, which was the people who cover a roast dinner with ketchup. Who does that in God's name? Seriously, that must be a northern thing. It's like gravy on chips. Please don't write in with your favourite chip recipes. I'm not interested. But, you know, people do that. Recipes, you know, with chips they get. Would you like... I remember going up north once, briefly, in disguise. And, uh, and they said, oh, oh, a portion of chips, please. They said, do you want gravy on it? I looked and I went, pardon? You know, because I'm southern. And, um, and she said, do you want gravy on the chips? I said, I don't think so, dear. Salt and vinegar would be good enough for me. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. Tuesday, 26th of September. I don't know what that means. It just means it's Tuesday, the 26th of September. I don't think it means anything at, at all. It's not a special Saints Day or 
It's just October this week. Is it October this weekend? Oh, my Lord above. Uh, somebody called Emmy says, stop buying into mainstream media. I'm in mainstream media. What are you talking about? I don't need to buy into it. I'm in it. It says, hiring a bodyguard was for attention. Well, she didn't hire it. The BBC hired it for her. She'd been trolled by, uh, by people on the internet. They say Laura was happy enough to be seen alone and fine. No, she wasn't. She had a bodyguard right behind her in every single shot. You can almost see him in most of them. You can almost see him. They actually, you know... I mean, we did speak to somebody the other day who did say they had seen her without any bodyguards. But I think what they're doing is they're sort of... Everybody's vetted as you go into Labour Party conference. So they know who they're looking for, the person who actually trolled her. So, you know, I mean, obviously, when she goes to the toilet, she's going to be by herself. You know, when she goes to the canteen, she's got to have some sort of life. But no, I, I don't think it's buying into the mainstream media at all. I think it's buying into the fact that there's a few mentally ill people around nowadays who will happily write to somebody they don't know and uh, obviously make a sufficient, sufficiently dangerous complaint for somebody to take it seriously, thinking there might be a nutter out there who might want to do something. To be honest with you, as far as I'm concerned, she's one of many journalists in the field who will be down there. Why she's been singled out, I can't imagine. But, you know, there are Looney Tunes people out there and that's what they're like. So I don't think she was happy enough. I should imagine she's probably quite worried. Quite worried if they have to, to do something like that. It goes on all the time. Ian says, I used to do anything to get out of rugby at school and English lit too. Like pretending I'd forgotten something, then disappearing off for the whole day. Oh God, we couldn't. I was about 400 miles away from home, so there was no chance of, of disappearing off. We just had to do rugby and then we came back and, and it was cold and it was... Oh God, I hated it. At the time, I hated it. Actually, looking back to it, I don't, I don't, sort, of, uh, don't sort of mind. Trevor says, do you remember the lighthouse in Withensee in the middle of the town? No. I was very young. I was only about 14. I can't, you know, I'm very lucky to remember last Tuesday, actually. Little Judy says, all the best for tomorrow. Yes, I'm hoping it's going to be fine. It's the, it's the uh, local anaesthetic. I'm sort of, I'm looking around thinking, where are they going to take skin from to do the skin graft? And I found various bits in my body. I'm a London cabbie and forever giving discounts, says Martin, to NHS staff, students, police, firemen and teachers. Oh. Why? Why would you give a discount to... All right, let's, let's take them... You know, I can understand NHS staff. I know a lot of cabbies who, who do things like that. But if it's on the metre, how do you just give a discount? Do you just not just ignore the metre and just go give us a couple of quid or something? And students, you're kidding! The biggest growth area of alcoholism in the entire country. Students. Why would you give... Students don't take taxes. They can't afford to. I've, I mean, I, I know. I mean, I'm surrounded by students in this building. You say to them, when was the last time you took a taxi? And they'll go, what's a taxi? They don't know. They can't afford a taxi. They're very lucky to stagger onto the bus at the end of the night. And firemen and teachers. I mean, how many times do you get firemen and teachers getting in taxi? What do they do? Get in and go, firemen. Because I might try it. If there's a discount going, I could pretend to be a teacher, I suppose. So there you go. Uh, 84850, steve at uk. I don't understand why you want to give a discount to, especially firemen, you know, because they all do a good job. I mean, why not paediatricians? Why not doctors? Why not cosmetic surgeons? You know, I mean, there's a whole raft of people, isn't there? Funeral directors. There's a whole raft of people that you'd give a discount to. If, if you, You're never going to make any money at all if you keep doing that. Um, da, 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 da. So the covering the roast with ketchup. I don't know. Can you put ketchup with anything? Probably. Probably. If, if I have mashed potato on the odd occasion and I have grated cheese on the top, then I might put some, some ketchup to the side of it. Not actually on it, but I do know people who actually put it on there. Uh, the academic who was mauled to death by dogs 
on holiday. She goes to Greece. I don't know how it happened, but maybe they've got lots of feral dogs. And uh, they mauled her to death. Not as bad as that poor man with the boa constrictor. The constrictor sort of kills him. Well, they're not looking for anybody else. You know, and you're not going to get the snake into court, are you? And I think that's highly unlikely, putting the snake on there and saying, so did you constrict? I didn't do anything. You know what snakes are like. And anyway, it was sitting apparently quite happily, well, coiled up as they do, next to him. And so they're assuming that it did constrict him. But obviously, for some reason, it didn't eat him. Because there was that poor woman in Australia. She came back in and there was a constrictor and it had half swallowed her dog. In the bedroom, you can imagine, can't you? She came back and to see little Benji disappearing into the jaws. Because what they do is they, they sort of take it down little bit by bit by bit. And because they can dislocate their lower jaw, they can take in, you know, quite a lot. Benji wasn't, wasn't very big and probably didn't know what was going on really at all. And so that's how he ended his days. That's, that's what frightens me about going in other countries. They go, oh, look, here is this, you know... Uh, this uh, holiday home, and it'll be in the middle of Malaysian jungles somewhere. And you think, that looks lovely. But there's animals out there. There's dangerous animals. I wouldn't want to be anywhere near something like that. Um, the other one, Katie Price is considering donating her lung to her mother. Right, OK. So that's it. She got her story very confused the other day on Loose Women, where she said that um, she, um, she wasn't sleeping with Kieran because he cheated on her with, with the nanny. And then she said uh, that he wouldn't, he wouldn't be going into, into rehab. She, she'd already said he's going into rehab to get some help for the addiction. Then he said he wasn't going into rehab for the addiction, but he's still living there. She doesn't really know what's going on in her life, does she? It's all, it's all a little bit balmy time, but nobody cares. Uh, there was also uh, the other story about uh, Aldi. Is it pronounced Aldi or Aldi? Aldi. Uh, they're expanding at the moment uh, into the towns that would have a Waitrose. They're looking for the upmarket people because the two upmarket supermarkets would be, if you asked anybody in this country, Marks and Spencers and Waitrose. Uh, And then you'd probably go Sainsbury's. Then you'd probably go Tesco or something like that. And then you sort of drop down. So so by the time you get to Aldi and Lidl and places like that, they're not at the top of the list. They're not seen in the same light. Uh, something like Waitrose. Waitrose is seen probably as the poshest one because it's linked to John Lewis. And so that's the reason. It used to be, I'm sure it used to be called Mac Fisheries years ago. I'm pretty certain we used to go to Mac Fisheries. First place we ever had orange juice. Freshly squeezed orange juice, but it wasn't. It was. It came concentrated. It was the very first time they gave you a sample. And my mother went, oh, that's delicious. And what you did, you bought a little carton of Florida orange juice, which you un- unwrapped the carton, emptied it into a jug, added water, stirred it all up, and there was fresh Florida orange juice. <laughs> it was quite delicious. We, we became sort of semi-addicted to it, and it was always kept in the fridge in a, in a jug. But you didn't just go and gulp it down like people do nowadays. And of course, I've not had uh, anything like that for ages. Much as I, I would love to try some. Uh, Ian says that snake wouldn't have had a leg to stand on. It did after it got the owner. Had two legs. Uh, Andy says, taxi drivers don't give a discount to funeral directors. They just do the journey at five miles an hour. Thank you. Why not a, why not a discount to funeral directors? There was a bloke on the television the other day. Oh, I'll tell you, there was one of those. Was it Come Dine With Me? And they had a gay couple on there. An old man with white hair. And the biggest Mary you've ever seen in your entire life. And uh, these, I know I eat these things. I know I eat because I'm diet. 
And, and I'm thinking, and nobody liked him. He was, he was clearly very irritating. As queens go, he was, he was kind of up there with the very irritating ones. So you're going on a food programme, OK? They book you for a food programme. And, uh, and they serve him the first, I can't eat this because I used to be fat child. And now I think, I know, and I think it's a food programme. Bloody well eat it. You know, stop being such a prissy little person. You're not very exciting. You're really quite dull. And it's a food programme. You can't go on there and go, I can't eat this because I'm on a diet. Don't go on a food programme. I'd have literally said, OK, take the food away. Out. Go home. Go home, silly boy. Oh, he was so irritating. Very irritating. The other one seemed quite nice. But the uh, the Mary out of the two couldn't eat this, couldn't eat that, couldn't eat this. Oh, no, eat this. No. And, and, then, and they gave him a spring roll, a little spring roll that came with some nice uh, spicy soup. He liked the spicy soup, but the spring roll can't eat pastry. So what did he do? He cut the end of it off and sucked out the interior of the spring roll. He was that much of a prissy person at the dinner table. Nobody liked him. I didn't like him the moment I saw him. Terrible. Steve, have you booked your flu jab? Uh, no. I'll just go in, actually. I'll just go in and sort of have the flu jab. I don't think you really need to book it, actually. I'm, I'm, in, the, I'm in the top category. I don't need to book anything. Uh, a winter winner... One pot, mince, tatties, that's potatoes. I know what tatties are. Hello. I know what tatties are. Swede, onion, peas, make a stroll, then go lie down, says Tracy. Yeah, I'm not really into sort of doing casseroles. Um, not really. I've had casseroles before. They're OK. My mother used to do a very good casserole, and you'd have it over... Well, in fact, we used to have it over mashed potato, which I quite liked. But uh, I, I quite like potatoes. Yeah, we're, we're actually staying away from anything like that at the moment. I'm, I'm just doing something easy like soup. So for the past three days, haddock chowder. <laughs> Seriously, my life has become quite dull. But well, never mind. It's, I'm sure it's better for me. And uh, who is the man, Steve, you used to talk to abroad who had the dog, says Wendy. That was Nathan Morley in Cyprus. And, uh, yes, we used to talk to him all the time. I still keep uh, reading because we're sort of in contact via... Um, Twitter. He's on Twitter as well, and I'm on Twitter, so I always keep up with that. Uh, Phil says, can you wish my darling Alison a happy 60th birthday? Good God, not long left then, eh, Phil? 60th birthday. Get those Christmas presents in. 60 seems like a child now, doesn't it, really? When you look at it and they go, somebody's 60, and you go, it's nothing, is it? Absolutely nothing at all. Nothing at all. Uh, Steve, uh, I give those trades discount if I find out their trade because they're services that help the country. Are you sure you're a taxi driver or you're a tax man or something like that? You don't sound like a taxi driver to me. I give students discounts because, one, they can't afford it, and, two, are future customers. No, they're, not. they're never going to be customers. They're never. You're mad as a broomstick, aren't you? I also give OAPs free rides and pregnant women. You're mad as a broomstick. You really are. I've never heard of anybody so mad. And you're a taxi driver. Not in London, you can't be. Are you in Azerbaijan or something? You're not over here in London. So, basically, everybody in the car gets a free ride, and students can't afford it. You know, what do you do? Do you troll students? Come here. Come here! You look like a student. Get in the car. I can't afford it. I'll give you a discount. Get in the cab. Rubbish. What a load of old codswallop you talk, really. And uh, Alan says, I had a skin graft. They might take it from your neck. God, another mad one. Where do we get these people from? Seriously, are there that many people on medication this morning? They take it from your leg, love. They don't take it from your neck, OK? Gosh, truth above, honestly. We, we must be... Honestly, it's like bring out your dead this morning, isn't it, really? It really is. How mad can we be this morning? They take it from your neck, don't they? No, they don't. No, they don't. They probably did in your case, but I suspect, really, they were trying for your brain. But obviously it missed. Yes, I think straight off the side of the face. Perhaps on your cheeks, actually. That'd be good, wouldn't it? 
That's very popular in, in cooking now, isn't it? You can get cheeks of animals that you eat. Oh, I wouldn't want to eat the cheeks of animals. Why would you want to eat the cheeks of animals? I feel ill enough watching these Come Dine With Me programmes. But when you get somebody who's a little bit precious about the food they're eating, I think you're, this is really not your sort of programme. This is a programme for people who are interested in food, not people interested in pushing their boring personalities. And this bloke was boring. Take my word for it. Uh, also, because Robbie has backed out of touring, I'll tell you why a little bit later on, but I mean, it's the best news we've heard all year. You know, don't tour because he hasn't had a hit single. The last one he did was okay, but he started, the moment they start doing standards, you know they've run out of material, and he started doing the, you know, the come fly with me, fly me to the moon, and oh, go away, it's boring, it's dull, 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 dull. Uh, Also, Rio Ferdinand in all the papers today, and uh, what was the other one, the other, oh yes, monkeys used in the Ministry of Defence Warfare Lab, 115 of them. Um... I wasn't even aware that we still had laboratories where they test on animals. I know that we had it years and years ago with beagles. They were teaching them to smoke uh, to see the effects of it. And monkeys were used in a lot of places and mice, I believe. And I have been in one of these laboratories over, you know, many, many years ago. Many, about 35 years ago, I went into one of these laboratories. It's really quite... They had to have so much security there because of the animal rights people who were going in and releasing all these animals which weren't used to being, they didn't know what to do out there. I think at one point they released all these, I think they were ferrets or something, or perhaps they were used for something else. But loads and loads of them just got released into the countryside. I thought, blimey, a little bit dangerous, a little bit dangerous. But then they did a programme on the telly the other day, which I'll tell you about in a moment, on how dangerous seagulls are. If you go down to the coast, they've learned just to take your food. Or failing that, walking into shops taking food and walking out again. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. Nice to be company. Eight minutes to five. You're well? Well, this morning, lying there. Is it warm in bed? Is it really warm? I've, I've found a lovely warm bit in my bed this morning. God knows we've been there. But anyway, it was lovely. And I remember thinking, oh, I could just stay here forever. And I looked at the clock and I went, oh, no, it's time to get up now. Well, within about 15 minutes. So I think there's no point in trying to go back to sleep for 15 minutes. So you get up and you get yourself ready because we're still not showering. That one's uh, gone out the window at the moment. I'm hoping after we've had the operation tomorrow, they might actually... Um, they might actually sort of say you can have a shower. You are funny, but it's not mad to give a fiver or a tenner off. I earn OK. Yeah, do you pay tax? You pay tax. It makes me happy too. However, I try not talking to my passengers because I earn more if I don't find out their job. You are on medication, aren't you? I can tell now. You're completely barking mad. Absolutely barking mad. Give us your cab number. I'll check you out. Come on. Bet you won't. I'll, I'll check you out on the cab number. I'll put it out on air, actually, so then people want to want a cheap ride. So, in other words, so, so having sort of said that you're giving all these things away, you're basically lying because you're not giving it away at all because you don't talk to people to find out what they do for a living. Because if I go in there, I go, I'm a nurse who works part-time as a fireman and I'm also a teacher and an embalmer. And you look like a prime candidate. <laughs> Simon in Chesterfield says, you sure the snake killed him? Something doesn't add her up. Thank you. Yeah, they are. I mean, they're not looking for anybody else. And the snake's there looking a bit guilty. Like, oops, sorry. <laughs> Made a little bit of a mistake on that one. I wouldn't keep snakes. I've got people before, you know, people who listen to this programme, who, um, who, um, who literally keep snakes, corn snakes and all sorts. They're very pretty and, and are just really not, not for me, actually. Thank you. Two years ago, I was taking my grandson, who's 16, to Gosh for a checkup. I had a problem with my car, so I called a black cab to take him. Uh, on ahead. He got there on time. The black cab driver said, as he's going to gosh, it's a freebie. Oh, well, that's the one I'll do then. I'll definitely do that. I'll be getting in there going, oh, uh, gosh, hospital, please, Great Ormond Street Hospital. They get there the other end and it gets £15.60. They go, 
Um, I thought it was free here. Because <laughs> you can get away with loads, can't you? They always say, if, if it's somebody who's just passed their, their knowledge, the first ride they give is supposed to be free. <laughs> yeah, right. They do it if they're being filmed. William says, many butchers and cooks that I've seen on television have stated the best meat comes from the parts where the muscles are constantly in use. Hence, since animals are always um, eating, the cheeks are regarded as being in that category. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. Absolutely. I wouldn't eat anything like that. It's like pig's trotters. Do you want to eat pig's trotters? No, I don't. No, thank you very much indeed. Definitely not. I had a skin graft many years ago that took the skin from my thigh, says Paul. And, uh, in fact, somebody else, uh, Angie, says, my dad had skin taken from the inside of his arm. Yeah, mine's on my leg. Mine's on my leg. That's where they're going to be taking it from. Although, actually, a few people in the office have, uh, have volunteered their bottoms because they've got uh, loads. Of, but I don't want sort of different coloured skin all over the place, you know. It's quite... What if you could nominate somebody when you go in, they go, actually, don't take it from me. Take it from them. What if you'd still need to be, uh, to have the, um, all the anaesthetics and everything else? So there's going to be loads of people in there. I could just tell. I can tell there's going to be about six or seven people in the operating theatre. Let's hope it goes ahead, shall we? Let's hope it goes ahead. Because once I've psyched myself up for something, it kind of has to happen. Because otherwise I sort of go up and then sort of nip back down again. It's, uh, it's, it's one of those strange, strange things when you go in for operations. And I seem to have spent most of my time. So the picture that says we are so in love, dull. D- He's 33. He's not a little baby. Although sometimes you might imagine he probably was. So he's going out with her and presumably he's staying with her. So he's obviously not staying in a hotel or perhaps she's visiting the hotel. Get my drift. Uh, Save them from death row. This is a story about uh, Max Johnson's mum, Emma, who's demanding an end to needless deaths on organ donor waiting lists. She said last year 460 organs were not used due to lack of consent. And what they really want is they want you all to consent to having somebody using your organs or your child's or your mother's or your father's or your uncle's or whatever it happens to be. So uh, that pen, uh, people who are dying at the moment can have the benefit of life. But some people don't want to give consent. They're not interested in giving consent. They don't want to. They see that as a violation of somebody's body. Where as far as I'm concerned, once I've gone, you can take whatever's going to be of any use to you. Yeah, you've got to sign up for it. But I think they, they should probably change the law and just say, listen, when, when you die, they can take anything and don't... Yes, it does happen in Wales. But also, who's going to know? Who's going to know? You know, can we come and see somebody at the, at the funeral home? Yep. Yeah. You're not going to see anything, are you? You're not going to see anything. Nobody sort of pulls the covers back and goes, wait a minute, where's that bit gone or where's that bit gone? No, if, if they can use something, why not use it? Why not use it? It would make... Uh, Makes so much more sense. The look of love, Harry's first public trip. It's not. They've been out and bought a Christmas tree. They've been out shopping. They've done loads of things. The look of love. God, this is going to be the dullest wedding of all time, isn't it? Really. I'm bored already. It's like this now. It's only because she's turned... She lives in Canada. And um, and she turned up at the Invictus Games. He's got loads of bodyguards with him. I'm sorry. I thought he was a soldier. Can't he look after himself? What's the point of having soldiers? Every time a soldier goes out, they've got to look after them. Who's paying for that? Hello? That'll be us. That'll be us. I don't mind, but I'm just a bit bored with it. It's of no interest to anybody. Let them get on with it. Who cares? Is Ant's marriage finished? Uh, Ant McPartland's uh, been spotted without his wedding band. He might have taken it off when he went into rehab. Could be all sorts of... Perhaps he's having it resized. Could be all sorts of things. Um, He says, I put my wife through hell with mood swings and depression. But uh, And so he's now pictured... They must be hanging around outside his house all the time to watch him coming out, walking the dog or doing something like that. 
Uh, she's very busy with Strictly at the moment. But uh, it's just one of those things, isn't it? I hope it doesn't finish. I thought they were really good. I thought they were very, very good together. And so, you know, you always hope that somebody's going to be good and they're going to sort of kind of come through the uh, the end of it. Mink were released, says Moss. Thank you. Yeah, mink were released. But there was loads of them. It was a mink farm somewhere. I mean, you know, not for me to decide what's what's ethically correct and what isn't. Um, but, 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 but the snake is in the frame. This is this huge snake. It's enormous, this snake. It frightens me just looking at it. They're so powerful. So powerful. Uh, various uh, stories about the British model's kidnap, uh, which they're talking about in the papers. In fact, most of them appear to be talking about that one. Glory Hunnivan, day two. And uh, talking about Cliff, so tortured for three years. I think he's pulled back. I think he's pulled back. Obviously, in the back of his mind, there is that kind of thing where, because he's such a genuinely nice person, you know, there's not, not a bone in his body, you know, that would mean that he was an awful person. And um, he's very good friends with uh, with Gloria. He's been there for her. She's certainly been there for him. Fury is the Oxford student is allowed to walk free. I wouldn't mind walking free, dear, but uh, she attacked her her boyfriend, I think at the time, Thomas Fairclough, uh, with a knife. And, uh, and then she comes out and smirks. I don't like you. I don't have to like you. I really don't. What, what, what the judge decides is entirely between him. But apparently, because um, she's allowed to go free, campaign groups have slammed the decision. This is Lavinia Woodward, uh, dubbed too clever to go to prison, despite admitting that she knifed her boyfriend during a frenzied attack. She's a wannabe heart surgeon. Not for years and years and years. I don't want her anywhere near me, thank you very much indeed. And uh, Bobby Nutsford has, uh, has died at the age of 71. He was in France on holiday. He was in Benidorm. You'd have seen him in all sorts of programmes on the television. Just instant. Nobody, nobody knew anything about it. There was no indication at all. Uh, TV's Lorraine, My Menopause Hell. And Daisy Lowe's got a boyfriend. Woo-wee! More dreary nothingness from the person who is just nobody at all. And Ruth's dancing on Strictly. It's just not up to the mark, is it? And Colleen and Wayne, gambling now. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. Four minutes past five. It's Tuesday, 26th of September. It's Steve Allen with you till seven this morning. Early breakfast. This is kind of sort of the preamble before Nick Ferrari. Don't forget, uh, I've got a lovely holiday that somebody's going to win uh, as part of our raising some money for Make Some Noise to help uh, young people. We're all in favour of doing that. And once you've heard some of the stories, I think from about the 6th of October, you're going to be going, oh, that's well worthwhile, well worthwhile. Some of the stories running in the paper today. Uh, Well, the main one is Harry and Meghan holding hands. Apparently, um, they're an item. Uh, They've been an item for about a year. She's already done the interview in Vanity Fair. And the other day, she was sitting apart from him. Now they're holding hands. It's all just a part of old baloney. It makes no difference. 33-year-old man goes out with... He's been out with loads of people before. In fact, actually, he's been pictured out with Cressida Bonus and all the other ones. He's been pictured holding hands. This one, is we've sort of dragged it out a little bit. You know, are they going to get married? Are the press going to get excited? Well, most seasoned hacks are going, oh, here we go again, another dreary marriage. William, of course, it pushes to the back burner. And so it's all Harry at the moment because Harry's doing a really busy job doing the Invictus Games, like he organises everything, like there's not a team of people. He goes out, there's five bodyguards with him. Five bodyguards. It's, you know, and he's out there just with his girlfriend. Where he's staying, I've got no idea. Presumably, if you phoned up Buckingham Palace, they wouldn't know where he was staying either, because he seems to sort of nip backwards. Perhaps he's staying with her. Do you think she's got her own flat or something, and he's staying there? Or do you think he's in a hotel? I mean, you know, that's the bits I'm interested I couldn't care less there. Out holding hands. He's 33! 
That's like sort of saying, you know, 70-year-old man holds hands with 50-year-old girl, although she's older than he is. Uh, Jaffa cakes have shrunk. That that goes on all the time. Not with Jaffa cakes, but with everything else. As You know, they, they sort of maintain the same price, but they just make things smaller or you get less of them. Colleen Rooney apparently has ordered Wayne to quit gambling. So not only does he have a penchant for old, unattractive people, but uh, he likes a bit of gambling as well. What else is left in this poor boy's life? He must be bored out of his tiny. Uh, Debbie McGee misses Paul's magic wand, she says, but she's ready for love again. And she's doing very well in the uh, in the dancing programme. Ruth Langsford is not doing so well because she's sort of the comedy bit. Because, you know, why would you ever think that Ruth could dance? You know, she's put in there. That's why they wouldn't pick Eamon Holmes. Eamon Holmes couldn't dance for Toffee, I wouldn't have thought. Anyway, you'd never get... You couldn't put him with any of these little twinky girls on there because they're all about stick thin. It's going to make the poor soul look even worse. TV's a rain, talking about her menopause hell. And Judge Rinder, his TV programme, was conned out of 5,000 quid by some blokes on there. Uh, two, two went on and they made up a story that one, uh, that one did... Uh, he cheated the other one out of something that should have been done and they produced documentation and everything else. And they convinced the programme, which shows you just how lax... The vetting procedure must be on there because they got five grand out of it. They, they, they caught them afterwards. Whether or not they got the money, I don't know. Whether it goes to the police, I'm not too sure. OAPs get free bus travel. Army personnel get discounts in restaurants. Oh, codswallop. No, they don't. I've never been in a restaurant yet where they go, discounts offered to army personnel. What a load of old cobblers. Uh, I'd be well up for TFL making it compulsory for discounts. Same way you get an oyster or whatever, and then you present it to Cabot. What, you seriously think the cab drivers who are doing it to make a living and are going to start being presented with a TFL card saying, this person's entitled to a discount, who's going to compensate the cab driver? Why would they want to do something like that? That's just, that's just rubbish. Absolute rubbish. Never heard of so much garbage army personnel getting discounts in restaurants. No, they don't. No, they don't. Yeah, if they're in uniform, they're not even allowed to go out in uniform. The police advise them, do not go out in uniform. Have you ever seen anybody in uniform sitting in the local Chinese happy-go-lucky meals are us? No, never see that at all. Steve said every year thousands of taxi drivers take special needs. We know that, but that's not on a daily basis. We're well aware of the war veterans of the seaside because every year I talk about it. So there you go. Uh, do you have a choice with a skin graft? Is there a reason... If on the face, understand your burns heal without this, says Wendy. I've got no idea. You're asking the wrong person. I'm not a, I'm not a surgeon. I'm not medically qualified to answer that question. I just go in there and get it done. And they do, they do what they do best. And uh, I'm assuming, you know, the best is, uh, is as good as it's going to get. I have no complaints about the NHS. Uh, Steve says, also, Chelsea pensioners, nurses and armed services go for free, especially LD war veterans on Remembrance Sunday. That's once a year. That's once a year. Don't make a big big deal about it. It's not such a big deal. But uh, and nurses, what, in uniform? Or they just get in and go, I'm a nurse. And you go, oh, this is free for you today. It's just, you know, it's just rubbish. And armed services go for free. Uh, and Chelsea pensioners. I've never, ever in my life, and I've been in London 40 years, seen a Chelsea pensioner getting into a taxi. They don't go any further than Chelsea. They go into the pubs and they get bought free drinks by the people in there. And that's it. I never see them getting into a cab. You imagine if every cab driver was offering free rides. What a load of old cobblers. It's just too embarrassing. Helinka says, I'm holidaying in Poland. Pork cheek features regularly on menus. I do not intend to try it. 
I also walked to the end of a long pier in the beautiful town of Sopot on the Baltic coast. The seagulls are terrifying. Had to run for cover. They did a whole programme, Helinka, on the television here on how clever animals are. Foxes, squirrels. Have you ever seen black squirrels? They had black squirrels on this programme and they said they're a sort of a hybrid. I'd never seen it before. A black squirrel. I was, I was sort of impressed by that because it sort of looked, I don't know, I've just never seen one. And then they had the seagulls. And so what they did, they thought they'd try and fool the seagulls. So they put out fake food. Fake food, which looked so good and so realistic that you would have thought. And the seagulls came down, mm, had a good look at it, moved away from it. And yet they've learned to hover over people and then swoop down on ice creams and on sandwiches. They take everything. So what they did, they then decided to work out how the seagulls did it. So they caught a few of them, 12, and they ringed them and then followed them. They had little trackers on and they saw that they were sitting on buildings in one particular area where they watch and see what's going on. If they see somebody coming out, a little kitty holding an ice cream, that's fair game. But there was one seagull that walked into a shop. It operated the doors that opened and walked in, picked up a packet of crisps and walked out the door again. And I see it all the time around our way and in London. Rooks who sit on top of rubbish bins. They can smell the food in there and they literally rip open bags and then they eat whatever's in there. I mean, it's, it's, it's just amazing. It's so clever. And foxes. Foxes will do things like that. Vermin, of course, but, you know, but they, they're very clever to watch. And they do the same thing. But now you've got so many other animals all competing for the same bits of food. And the streets of London are full with loads of rubbish food. Because there's so many takeaways and people just, you know, people only buy takeaways when they've had a few a few drinks. And then they drop it on the ground. We've seen it at the bus stop. We've watched pigeons fighting over a bit of old chicken in a box. You know, because they can only rip it to pieces. They can only have little little bits of it. And, uh, and we've seen a whole load of them. But watching these pigeons, these uh, uh, seagulls the other day, it was quite amazing. They sussed out. They didn't like the colour green either. They put out some fake chips, which were painted green. They avoided those completely. Completely avoided them. They were able to separate what was food and what wasn't food. Fake food and real food. I thought, that's clever, isn't it? You never think about seagulls. We've got them in town. We've got seagulls in town. I've seen them attacking pigeons. They will actually kill pigeons if they're, if they're that hungry. But the trouble is, they never get that hungry because there's so much, so much food around. You know, if you walk out of here this morning at 7 o'clock, there'll be tonnes of food. Regent's Park on Sunday morning, we were watching a, a hawk being chased away by starlings, who obviously had sort of new nests and all the rest of it. And literally the starlings ganged up on it until they eventually chased the thing away. Uh, the black squirrel is a, is a melanistic subgroup of both the eastern grey and the fox squirrel. But they're here, they're in the United Kingdom. The overall population is small compared to that of the grey squirrel. Isn't it funny how they spell grey, G-R-A-Y? But uh, it is rare. Well, when I saw it the other day, they had this woman and she was, you know, they, they, they were hoping to increase them. So they've introduced them into the into the wild because we like the red squirrels. And now I'm liking I'm liking the black squirrels as well. Don't like the grey squirrels. They're sort of they, they, they nest in your chimney and you don't want that. That's a complete uh, that's a complete no, no. But what they were doing is testing them to see how agile they could be. How clever could they be? I mean, the black squirrels can also be found, obviously, in the United Kingdom. And it's a topic of dispute. Initial research indicating the black-coloured individuals are descendants of zoo escapees. Now, it's like the um, parakeets that go over. There's about 30,000 of them around my way. 
But they've got them in Letchworth, Stevenage and Hitchin, all in Hertfordshire. Also Cambridgeshire since the 1990s in the village of Gurton. Three quarters of the squirrel population is black. So there you go. I think they look quite nice in black. <laughs> Makes them sound like they come in different colours, doesn't it? Could I have a green one? Of course you can, have a green squirrel. But the black squirrel looks great. It's quite pretty, actually. It's, it's a Darth Vader squirrel. It almost looks like you could sort of stroke it. Take your finger off, though, of course. I warn you now, they're very dangerous. Don't ever approach uh, squirrels. They're, they're very dangerous. But they're everywhere. Detroit, Michigan. Marysville, Kansas. Massachusetts. Uh, London, Ontario. Toronto, Ontario. Kent. Uh, Charleston, West Virginia. West Virginia. Mountain Mama. Home, home country roads. But they're nice. It's only because I'd only ever seen them first on the television yesterday. The things you see on the television, ladies and gentlemen. The excitement that is, that is black squirrels. Really cute. Really cute. And look, look delightful. So right about restaurants for servicemen and women. As a, a vet, you don't get any perks anymore. The last tour was here in London with FCO, just as they took away seeing any theatre shows for a pound. Well, they used to recognise um, equity members. And I remember... Um, a lady who I used to work with in radio years and years ago, and she, she went up to the box office and produced her equity card and said, you recognise the profession, and they used to give discounts. I don't think you do that now, actually. Glennis says, my husband gets discount with a veteran card at Nando's and KFC. I've never heard of it. Never heard of it. Oh, goodness me. Honestly. 84850, steve at uk. Somebody says, don't overact. It says, seagulls are not remotely dangerous just because they nick your chips. I don't eat chips, darling. That's for common people. I don't do chips. You know, I don't go and sit by the seaside with chips. I was watching a television programme. Nothing worse than stupid people. You're the same one who contacted Darren the other morning. He didn't realise how you ever got through the day, which I thought was quite funny, actually. In fact, it was, it was pointed out to me by the man who does our computer things. He had the phone call sent to him where Darren said, how you get through the day is a mystery to everybody. <laughs> Apparently, humans have overfished all their food out of the ocean. Oh, God. I bet you feed pigeons. You're that kind of person, aren't you? I can tell. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. 5.20 is uh, the time. Paul says, why are you being so negative about black cabs at the moment? I'm not negative. I'm positive. I'm positive. I'm never negative about anything. I'm always positive. We don't just say something for the effect of it. He says, I do a freebie on average once a week. Oh, big deal for you. Once a week. Yes, I can imagine. He says, I work mainly around Chelsea and the pensioners quite often get cabs to train stations. Never charge them. Yeah, if, of course, you see them. Hello, hello, straight past. (laughs) Come on, grow up, for God's sake. He says, I did one yesterday. Well, bully for you. Bully for you. You know, don't make it out like it's, you know, we're giving freebies to teachers, NHS workers. What was the other? Oh, there was a whole raft of people. You know, you're not going to make any money at all, are you? It's like the other day, Beverly Turner. I told you yesterday, somebody poo-pooed and said, no, that wasn't the case at all. Where she got a black cab driver who said that he hadn't seen any loss of earnings through Uber whatsoever because he worked the apps. He had Halo and I think there's a couple of others. And he said that's where most of his work comes from. He said he hadn't lost any money at all. And she was as surprised as everybody else because everybody else is saying, oh, you know, work's down, it's difficult. But, you know, you you have to accept competition. It's going to be there. Uber are, are, are not going anywhere. I know they were the other day, but I promise you, they'll, they'll be back. It's as simple as that. They might come back with, with refinements, but, you know, that's it. I mean, there are all sorts of things, aren't there? 
There's all sorts of laws which shouldn't be broken, but people break them. Like black cabs, as far as I was told, are not allowed to stop at traffic lights to pick people up or set them down. It's a traffic light. You can't do that. People are not allowed to smoke. Well, I've seen people smoking in black cabs. You know, everybody breaks the law. It's all a little bit economical, isn't it? We can do a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and get away with it. It goes on all the time. It goes on all the time. I mean, I've never been in an Uber cab. It made me laugh the other day. Somebody said, you're quite clearly an Uber fan. I've never been in one. Why would you think that unless you're really stupid? Uh, Fion says, I'm very wary of all forms of portable heating items. Now I'm adding halogen ovens to the list. Every time I tell somebody about the halogen oven incident, they always have to go online and Google it. Somebody Googled it yesterday. I was out with somebody and they went, let me have a look at this, this halogen oven thing. And once they'd seen what it is, they went, ah, right. That's what a halogen oven is. Margaret says, we have tons of black squirrels in Pennsylvania. Haverford College or Haverford College's mascot is the black squirrel. They're very cool. I think they're amazingly cool. I think they're amazingly cool. I mean, really, they look, they look fantastic. I've got, and somebody says here, I've got a family of squirrels in the woods behind my house. I love watching them daily. They're so entertaining. My friend's dog goes for squirrels, never gets them. Because squirrels are just that, ha, 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 like that. And so the dog goes, then the dog is, hasn't really got the energy for it. But, uh, but they do sit there uh, and they do watch you. I mean, they, oh, they can be, oh, they'll, they'll chew through cables. If you get them in the roof of your house, that's it. You need to call in a pest control to get rid of them because they will eat through cables, timbers, everything. Uh, there used to be, well, there still is a little park near me, which is in front of the council offices. And the squirrels there... I used to, stupidly, because it was entertaining, you'd feed them biscuits. They loved custard creams. They would go crackers for custard. I think it was the amount of sugar. They were going balmy for those. And then they would take them back. And where were they living? There's a little house next door, and they're living in the chimney. Because, obviously, people... I mean, don't see many people lighting fires nowadays. It's all gas and pretend fires and things that have got pretty lights in to make it look like it's a fire. But they were living in the, in the chimney. And I thought to myself, oh, and there was like a whole family of them. Because once mum and dad teach the babies, this is where you go. Somebody will give you sweeties and they forage for nuts and they bury their nuts. A trick in itself. And they uh, and then they go back and collect them later on. They sort of hoard stuff. So they've always got little stores of food. I and mean, they're, so, they're ever so fun to watch. And if you go onto YouTube, you can find squirrels being the most amazing acrobats. You know, they'll skim down the washing line, hanging upside down just to get to the nuts which are there for the birds. There's no way that you could ever stop squirrels getting to the... They, they're just so clever and so ingenious. So, so to watch them, I find marginally entertaining. But the black ones look really cool. It's like the red ones look really cool. They've tried to introduce them in certain parts of the country. I think they look great. Great. That, uh, but they could actually be sizing you up to pounce on you. That's what, that's what people worry about, isn't it? You know, mugged by a gang of squirrels. Not very likely. Not very likely, I don't think. Uh, 84850, steve at uk. We take all the texts and emails. Uh, somebody was asking about burns healing on their own. They do, but it leaves scar tissue, which doesn't stretch, so you wouldn't be able to open and close your hand properly, for example. I'm, I was talking to Leslie Joseph yesterday, and the pianist in their show, he... Now, what was he doing? He was doing a barbecue, I think, and put his hand on the barbecue and it burnt his hand, which actually could have been really dangerous as a pianist. And um, but it's healed because we, we were talking about burns and I was talking about the time that uh, Leslie took all her clothes off in my car. And uh, she's busier than ever before. There's um, I think 
you'll find that there is a Birds of the Feather special coming up at Christmas. Because I said to her, I said, is, is, there, is there a special at Christmas? She went, I think there could be. Uh, she's going to be in uh, Young Frankenstein, Over the Road at the Garrick Theatre, Mel, Mel Brooks's uh, hit show, which you're going to love. Seriously, you're going to love it. It's for everybody. It's a good piece of entertainment, so she's doing that. She's just recently finished the Five Go Mad in a Camper Van thing, which was on Channel 5. Which I thought, she said, oh, you saw it. I said, I thought it was brilliant. It's got Nick Haywood in it from Haircut 100, who's, who's a bit of a find. He's, he's very sensible and level-headed. I like Nick Haywood. I always liked him, and he's been in for In Conversation before. It had uh, Don Warrington, the actor, Cleo Rockus, and Melvin Hayes. Melvin Hayes from It Ain't Half Hot Mum. But before that, he was in all the Cliff Richard films. All those... Oh, oh, seriously, I love the Cliff Richard films. They're such, they're such good entertainment. Family entertainment, which I love. Uh, somebody says, why are you so dismissive? Uber battered us near, near death. Uh, Uber battered us n- to near death. So regaining customers that used Uber because it was cheaper by giving certain people discounts isn't mad. Listen, you have to accept the fact that there is Addison Lee out there, the biggest cab company I think that we've ever seen. Uber's got 40,000 drivers and there's black cabs. There's, you know, if, if somebody isn't making enough money, you know, I mean, there is another company, by the way. So when you say, uh, you know, it isn't mad to get rid of that right thing to do or another company like Uber will come in and kill us. There is another company. You've not heard of it. My God, I'm way ahead of you. There is another company. It's huge in America. It's worth billions. And they're thinking of coming here as well. So don't don't think that there isn't another company on the on the sideline. There is. It was in all the papers. How can you have missed it? You know, in your business, I like to keep up with what goes on in my business. You must keep up what's going on in your business. Uber have now said to TFL, you know, tell us what we need to do to change things. Because up until now, nobody told them what to do. And as I say, there's good and bad in everything. Nobody, but nobody is perfect. That's the trouble. You know, everybody said exactly the same thing. Competition, little competition can be healthy. Sometimes it's not great. Sometimes it's not great. I understand that. But if we all complained about competition every time, there wouldn't be any other radio stations apart from LBC. There would only be LBC. And you've obviously chosen very wisely if you're just listening to LBC. So officials from... It's Lyft, this other company, isn't it? Have apparently met with TFL bosses already. So how come I know this and you're a driver and you don't know this? You don't know what the other competition is. Brace yourself. This is a huge company. It is worth, I'm sure it was worth something like, it was either five billion or something. Whatever it is, it's a huge amount of money. And it's called Lyft. And you've not heard of it. Dear me. You know, you should have heard of it. It is huge. There you go. They're coming. They're closing a five hundred million pound round of funding bringing their post money valuation to 7.5 billion that's what it is so as uber's value slips on the secondary market lifts is rising so you know you're out of the frying pan here's here's the next one it's worth five and a half billion it's worth five and a half billion you know, they don't need to worry about things like that. All you'll probably get if Uber don't get the licence back. And you have to be realistic. You have to seriously think that even if Uber doesn't get it back, it's going to be two years before anything happens. But then you've got to worry about Lyft, which is spelled L-Y-F-T. You should go and check it out. Seriously, if you're in the business of being a black cab driver, you should know what's out there. You should be knowing about these sort of things. It must have been in all the taxi magazines. It must have been. Otherwise, they're not doing their job properly. How come I know about it and I'm not even a driver? I do drive in London. I do take black taxes. And I have an account with Addison Lee as well. 
but you know you should you should be aware of everything that's going on out there and that's why when this black cab driver came on to talk to Bev I merely repeat what was on air and then said you know that he he wasn't losing any money at all through Uber he was relying on the apps and the apps were getting him the work because everybody uses apps on everybody's telephone now nothing to do with being negative unless you're unless you're ignorant it's got nothing to do with that at all. You, you read the apps, go by the app. He got most of his work through all the apps. He doesn't need to drive around and do things like that. You know, unfortunately, things change. Buildings get pulled down. People like certain buildings. They pull them down and they put up something else that's horrible. Go around Victoria. What a horrible area. Horrible area now. It's all sort of modern buildings. They've torn down anything that had any sort of bit of London history. It's gone. It's a big monstrosity. And in the middle, a little theatre, which Billy Elliot was on at. And you think, wow, it still survived. That's where Cameron McIntosh and a load of other producers show Hamilton is going. Sold out already. Sold out already. But they're doing that up again. It's going through a big, uh, a big process. But it's like a little oasis in the middle. Everything changes. Go through London. You must see this if you drive in London, you know, any time. I drive in London probably three times a week. And I can see the changes. You know, and all I see at the moment is cranes. Cranes everywhere. Cranes everywhere. They're just building more and more flats to sit there empty. Why? Because nobody can afford the blooming things. But they don't care about you. They're not interested. They're interested in, you know, how many cab drivers have bought anything, you know, around the Mandarin Oriental? Nobody. Nobody. Because everybody's struggling to make a living nowadays. It's not easy. You have to work at it. Years ago, it was easy. There was only black cab drivers. There was nothing else in London. You needed to do the knowledge. I spoke to a guy the other day, black cab driver, and he said, to be honest with you, he said, we did the knowledge because you had to do it. Nowadays, you've got sat-navs. None of these people who drive for Addison Lee or any of the cab companies, they've never done the knowledge. They don't need to worry about that. They've just got a sat-nav. They put it in there. In fact, all the bookings come in on, on their computer, on the car. The car will say to them, oh, you're, you're coming back now. Oh, can you pick up Steve or can you do this? And, and that's how it works. It's all computerised. It's all automated. Gone are the days where you've got the driver going, uh, anybody for Twickenham? Twickenham, anybody? Twick-? It doesn't happen like that. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. Nice to be company. It's early breakfast. 25 to 6 is uh, the time. Here we go for Tuesday morning, racing through this weekend. It's going to be October. And October means it's getting uh, darker in the morning and uh, and then darker. In, the, in fact, it just seems to be permanently dark, doesn't it, really, at the moment? I haven't missed it. It's Lyft that may come in to replace Uber. It's not coming in to replace Uber. Why do you think it would be replacing Uber? Uber's not going anywhere. They're already having dialogue with TfL. TfL will say, this is what we expect you to do. If you don't adhere to that, well, then we'll do it. They're not going to put 40,000 people out of work, believe you me. This doesn't affect 40,000 people. It might affect a small amount of the bosses who need to sort of find out exactly what's going on. So, you know, offering discounts for certain people. I mean, judging by the rubbish that came through this morning, you know, whether we're giving discounts to just about everybody, including anybody who just pitched up and went, I'm a teacher. I don't know why that would be. And students I've never heard. Of. I've never even seen students getting out of taxes ever. They can't afford to do that. They get buses, for goodness sake. Syed says, I work for a Battersea-based company and we've not been affected much by Uber. I support Uber. You see, I don't even, I mean, I, I couldn't care less. I know loads of people who use Uber in this business. Loads of people use Uber because they go, it's cheap. And that's all it comes down to, cost. You know, if you're not earning very much money and you need to get from here to there. I spoke to somebody yesterday, a friend of mine who went to a party and the party was a long way away. And he got an Uber 
cab on the way back because he's he's just used and he's got the app or something. I don't even know how it works. And he said he got it. I said, how much was that? From for, He came to, he was coming back into London again. It was like £45. That's like a day's money for some people. It's ridiculous. So, you know, that's why it's very expensive. But, uh, you know, I mean, mark my words, there's going to be more and more, co- as more and more people realise that you can make money out of the London, because there's more people in London. They're building flats. Mostly, they don't have parking. So what are they going to use? They're going to use taxis. Whether they're black taxis, Uber taxis, Addison Lee taxis, local tax, it doesn't matter. They're going to use taxis and they're going to try and find it as cheap as possible. You know, it's going to be like haircuts. Around my way, an average haircut for a bloke is about nine quid. Go to Hounslow, £3.50. That's how desperate it's got at the moment. And it's going to go exactly the same for sort of taxis. It really is. I mean, I, I seriously believe that the heyday for black taxis is almost disappearing. You know, it's very difficult. People, I told you the other day I waited an hour for a black taxi. An hour. I was standing by the side of the road in Chelsea, surprisingly. You thought there'd be loads of black taxis in Chelsea. Near the hospital, waiting, 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 wait, nothing. But I didn't do anything else. I waited for the black taxi and I got it. And he took me to Waterloo Station. But because it was rush hour, it was fairly busy and I thought, blimey. You know, it's difficult. Difficult for people to make a living in everything. It's not just black taxis. You know, years ago, people would say, oh, you know how much this, this taxi costs and how much the insurance is and how much the petrol is. and everything. But now they're all covered in adverts and the flashing signs on the roof and you've got all sorts of things now. You don't get that on Uber or Addison Lee, but then it doesn't really make any difference. I'm just, I'm just trying to get from A to B as quickly, like everybody else. It's all people want to do in London, but of course, because there's so many cars in London, it's impossible to get from A to B quickly. Even if you know the back routes, everybody else knows the back routes. Everybody knows the rat runs. Everybody knows the places where you can get through. I know the places, I've told you before, where I can sort of get through very quickly and nobody knows about it. Places where I can park in London on a Saturday, which is safe, secure, and uh, nobody knows about it. Well, there's me and a few other cars, but that's about it. And I wouldn't tell people where it was because it's my little secret place in London. Everybody's got them. Everybody's got places like that. Uh, Canon Peter says, ex-servicemen and women can buy the defence discount card for four ninety nine, which gives discounts on Apple and Vodafone, 20% offline rental, many other discounts. Yeah, but it doesn't do taxes. It doesn't do taxes. Also, there's Heroes Welcome, which is free and gives uh, many discounts. Yeah, we discovered that one can give uh, black cab discounts. But then I wonder how it works. Do you get in the cab and go, uh, it'll be a discount on this ride? And the guy goes, OK. I mean, I don't know how many people... You have to sort of weigh people up. You've got to weigh people up anyway. If you're pulling into the side of the road, you know, and God help you if you want to say south of the river. That's <laughs> the worst thing you could say. I need to go south. I'm not going south of the river, mate. I'm heading home. I'm going back the uh, the other way. Well, you know, it's a bit difficult. You do get a lot of drivers who drive around without without the, the yellow lights on. It is, it's a bit sort of pick and mix, isn't it? You've just got to take your life in your hands. That's why minicabs are operating in London. Illegal minicabs. Every night of the week. Every night of the week. I know I've been out with the police. I went out with Ken Livingston years ago and watching all these... Ca- you, you can't keep up with it. Any old Tom, Dick and Harry can get their car and start driving around, wind down the window and go, minicab. And that happens all the time. We've all seen it. It happens on the stations. They stand by, by the platform. Do you need a minicab? Do you need a minicab? This way. And people think that's an, an official service. I see it at Waterloo Station all the time. And if I see it at Waterloo, it's going on everywhere else, isn't it? Uh, Steve, I don't feed pigeons, but I do feed grey squirrels. They're so friendly. They jump out of trees and run on top of my push bike in Regent's Park. They're trying to kill you. OK, I'm just telling you now. They're grey squirrels. They're evil. 
They managed to get rid of the red squirrels, didn't they? Uh, Paul is in Buckhurst Hill. I don't know where it is, but it always sounds like it is a hill. And it sounds quite nice. Wasn't there an advert for Carling where the squirrel did the assault course? Yeah, that music, Steve, was dum, 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 dum. And it sort of went along upside down on the washing. They're very clever. Very, very clever. Dean the Greek. <laughs> Dean the Greek. Says, what's with the black theme today? Cabs, now squirrels. Because I'd never seen black squirrels. I said, the producer had never seen black squirrels. Neither of us had. And then we look at the picture. Go online, type in black squirrels. and have a, They're gorgeous. Seriously. They look like black squirrels. <laughs> and uh, it says, your psyche's in a bad place. Prospect of your pending surgical procedure, I think. No, no, no. No, not in the slightest. Heavens above, I've had more surgical procedures than you can shake a stick at. I'm not remotely bothered by it. I just want to get it over and done with. Howard says, good luck. Are you in the market for 10,000 LED Christmas lights for this year? I'm looking for more than 10,000 on one string. It's a competition between Neil and I every year as to who can find the, uh, the, most, the most lights on one strand. Because it's, it's Christmas. And I, I just quite like the idea. And I do have loads. Of, I, literally, I could live with Christmas lights. Christmas lights, I think, are absolutely fantastic. I love them. But years ago, you had to push the bulbs in and check them. Now, because they're LED, you don't worry. If a few go out, who cares? You throw the thing away if it, once it gets so bad, and then you just buy another strand. Much easier. Uh, Ozzy says, um, I wasn't paying attention on the A12, listening to your programme, and I got flashed by a camera. But was it once or twice? That's what you have to ask, isn't it? If it flashes twice, that they generally used to say that was the bad thing. But uh, I don't get flashed. Uh, by traffic cameras because I'm very aware of them. I'm very aware of them. I'm very sort of, I think, oh no. It's so tempting, isn't it? You just want to put your foot down and because my car goes fairly fast. Uh, Matthew says, morning, Steve. From A to B, all taxi customers want to know how much they're paying on a metre in London traffic. Uh, you have no idea. Well, that, yeah, that, is the, that is the problem, isn't it? That if you get a black cab, and uh, I get black cabs all the time in London. All the time. If, you know, if a bus comes along, I'm going to get the bus because it's it's free. But uh, but I, I get black cabs all the time. Always have done for 30, 40 years. Even when I didn't have any money. Me and the girls used to get in, in black cabs in the King's Road because it, it seemed a lot cheaper then. Then all of a sudden it started becoming a wee bit more expensive. But, you know, we still do that. And, um, and then all of a sudden there became competition out there. And if you get in an Addison Lee cab, you know what the fare is. They tell you. So whether he sits in traffic for an hour, it's still the same fare. If I'm sitting in a black cab for an hour, the meter's ticking over. You know, it's, you know you, that's why you all see happy taxi drivers if they've got a fare in the back. Because it doesn't make any difference if there's any traffic. If you get in an Uber, I believe the price varies. I believe it's cheap, but it can be expensive at times. I mean, I, didn't, I heard somebody the other day talk about a fare that cost 130 quid or something. That's like getting in a pedalo. I mean, you'd have to be mad to get in a pedalo in London. They're blooming lethal. They've got no insurance. They've got nothing. That's why you should never get in an illegal minicab. Anybody who touts by the side of the street, they've got no insurance for you being in there. You have an accident and you're damaged. Whistle. It's as simple as that. And the same for the pedalos. I've seen four people sitting in a pedalo. Idiots, I call them. Tourists. Complete idiots. Uh, Will says, hearing the moaning cabbies reminds me of Sid James blowing a fuse when Hattie Jake sets up glam cabs. By God, they don't half whine. Yes, I mean, actually, carry on cabbie. And also my favourite film, The Knowledge, written by Jack Rosenthal, was a great film. Great film. But you're right, carry on cabbie with Hattie Jakes because they were very sexist. And, uh, and so she played it the other way. 
She had glam cabs with all the girls dressed up and stockings and suspenders. And and, and then you get all the all the customers who turned out to be old men going, oh, I'd rather go with a little little flirty thing over here, thank you, as opposed to some grumpy old taxi driver. But uh, it was a great film. I watch it all the time now. Half Pint and all the rest of the team. That was uh, that was one of those good carry-on films. In fact, actually, I don't think they made a bad one. Carry On England might have come fairly close to it. There was a few modern ones which didn't do the business for me. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. Uh, Margaret says, I'm going to send you a Haverford College black squirrel T-shirt. What size? No, I, I don't wear T-shirts. I'm a non-T-shirt-wearing person, which actually seems a bit odd, doesn't it? Because when I was younger, I used to wear T-shirts all the time. I don't possess any T-shirts at all now. I really, I don't, I'm, I'm trying to think back the other day, do I possess a T-shirt? And the answer is no. Because I just, I wasn't very good with sort of washing them and ironing them. And now I don't iron. I, I put a total ban on ironing. I get somebody else to do it for me. I pay somebody to do the ironing. Because A, it keeps them, you know, in business. And B, it means that I'm bone idle when it comes to the ironing. I just can't do it. How mothers and families cope, you know, with doing all the washing and iron is totally beyond me. I mean, the mother of my godchildren, I mean, she's got five people to wash and iron. You can imagine how many clothes they get through. You can imagine they're getting through tons and tons of clothes. And I go there and there's always a big pile of washing on the kitchen table. And, the, and you think, oh, I couldn't do that at all. I gave up ironing about 15 years ago. I decided it was easier to go and get what they call a service wash. You take all the stuff in, they wash it, they iron it. I go and collect it. Much, much easier that way. And it keeps somebody in work. So that's, that's everybody's happy. All round. I wish people, Steve, would stop saying 40,000 are going to be out of work. Majority of 40,000 are just registered with Uber. Well, it seemed like an awful lot to me. 40,000 people. Uh, They don't really work with Uber. The big portion of the rest of drivers only working part time, mainly on weekends, only because of a surge. I know I'm sure there are loads of people that have, you know, proper sort of jobs, Nabil. And then they go out and they'll sort of earn a bit of extra at the weekend. It's like black cab drivers. I've got two very good friends of mine who are both black cab drivers. Their family are black cab drivers. And um, one of them, same as probably many of you listening, he's, he's got the system. He says, I set a target for what I want to earn for the year. And he said, and I've itemised it down for the week or whatever it happens to be. He said, once I've earned that amount of money, might be quick or might be slow. He said, I stop work. He said, so I've done that balance of work and home life. He said, because I've got a home life, got a wife, and, you know, wants to enjoy himself. He says, if I get to that stage where I'm sort of running out of money, he said, I'll just pop out for a few hours. That's what you can do. If you're a licensed black cab driver, you can pop out. But it's, it's this, this protection that they've had for a few hundred years and how it's changed. You know, look at the cabs in Carry On Cabby. You'll say, I thought they looked lovely. Those old meter things where you pull the handle down, the lever down. You know, it's changed. It's moved on. You know, now you can pick, apparently, different sorts of cars. I normally get a, a car in the morning, a Prius, or Prius, or whatever you want to call it, because it's... And I don't, I don't get it because it's, it's an ecological car. I couldn't really care less, either way. But then sometimes they have to send me a, a bigger vehicle. They say, we hope you understand. It doesn't make any difference. I pay the same money. It makes no difference to me whether I'm going in a bigger vehicle or not, because I'm not particularly bothered. But if you go on Uber, apparently, you can upgrade the car. You can end up in a Mercedes... Well, you go to Vienna, every single blooming minicab is a Mercedes. It's so I don't look on that as being a bit of a bonus. And they used to give you bottles of water. There's good and bad in everything. It doesn't make any difference. But competition, I'm afraid, is around. And competition is going to be around forever. So whether or not Uber come back, which I think they will, I'm firmly of the opinion. And then I think you're going to get Lyft as well. 
And there's loads of other... There's all the little local ones. It's not just the ones that operate in London. You know, I know the ones who operate out at Richmond, and I think they can only operate around the Richmond area. I can't remember exactly how it works, but they, they sort of... And Kingston, they're operating on a, on a slightly different system. Still black cabs, but, uh, but on, on a slightly different... So I don't think they're allowed to work in town. They can drop in town, but they can't... They can't work in town. So that's, uh, that's how that works. It's going to be... It's always amazing, isn't it? We were saying the other day in the office, it's amazing. Every time you mention it, people get very irate about it. And you think, oh, for goodness sake, honestly, get over yourselves. Uh, what else we got? Uh, North Korea, Trump has declared war. The moment I read that headline, I thought, here we go. Here we go. It's going to be Donald Trump. And he sent some aircraft over there just to go, look what we've got. And uh, Kim Jong-un is going to go, we're going to shoot you down. And that's all it takes. That's all it will take is Kim Jong-un to shoot down an American bomber... Because kind of, if they're in his airspace, whichever way you look at it, you know, if you're doing the na-na-na-na-na, there's going to be consequences. And the consequences will be, they've already said, if you come into our airspace, we will shoot you down. And the moment one gets shot down, game over. That's when it starts. It's as simple as that. It's just, it's two megalomaniacs fighting over, I want you to respect me. No. I want you to respect me. No, I want you to respect me. I'll show you what I can do. I can destroy your country. Well, have a good try. We're going to fight back. And so it goes on. But it's that one time that they shoot down and he's threatened. We will shoot down a US bomber. It's a case of that's when we all go, oh, God, here we go again. Uh, also, that here's hope. This was a hopeful story. I, I got sort of a bit excited about this. This is a car crash victim left in a coma for 15 years. Now, normally, after 15 years, I would have thought, I'm only guessing, they would sort of turn off somebody's life support, uh, saying, well, you know, if you can survive without it, well, then that's fair enough. If you can't, well, then we have, uh, we have problems. This man's attention movements uh, and brain activity got significantly better after a device was attached. It's a nerve stimulator. He's had movement after 15 years of being in a coma. There is movement. And so stimulation shows it is possible to improve a patient's presence. And so the device acts on the vagus nerve, which is responsible for an array of actions and is important for awareness. And so they've done it and they've shown it is possible to improve a patient's presence. Now, whether or not he actually gets better, I don't know. This is in France. And uh, they're all very excited, as indeed everybody would be for those people in comas, which have been self-induced or something like that. You know, somebody will will be given this and they'll go, there is movement. It's happened uh, in a lot of cases where they've just decided to turn the machine off. But if they turned it off ages and ages ago, can you imagine now, 15 years on, they've tried it. They've, they've kept somebody there for 15 years. How that works, I've got no idea. A former Sergeant Major. Here he is in all the papers today. He's getting on a little bit. He's called Wayne Taylor. He's 46. He's a veteran of both Gulf Wars. He served in Afghanistan, Bosnia, Kosovo and Northern Ireland. He was earning 45 grand a year when he left the 26th Regiment Royal Artillery in December 2011. But now all he can find are minimum wage jobs. So he stood by the Chester Business Park in Cheshire with a sign reading, Job Wanted, Educated to Degree Level. Speak to me, please. And people see his CV, his wife said, and they think thick squaddy. Well, he doesn't look like a thick squaddy at all. She says, my husband led hundreds of men. He comes from Wrexham in North Wales. He joined the army when he was 16, served for 25 years. And he wants a job. 
He wants a job. He has been treated for post-traumatic stress disorder and he's seen some of his former comrades take their own lives since leaving the army. And uh, the paper have said if you can offer him a job, somebody will offer him a job. There must be something this man can do. He's, he's been for 400 jobs and he hasn't, he hasn't managed to get anything. He was offered £8 an hour to deliver mattresses. No disrespect to people who do that, but he's capable of so much more. And so he wants, he wants a job. So he stood on a roundabout. He's, he's basically done the best thing that he could do which is he's drawn attention to himself. I was slightly anti it because I've seen other people doing this over the over the years and I'm a little bit sceptical. But, you know, you look at him and you read what the wife is saying and she's saying he's been for all these jobs. He's had post-traumatic stress disorder. Friends of his have committed suicide and they don't want him to go to the same way. So he stood there on a roundabout with a sign. Somebody somewhere, I know, I can tell you that by the weekend they will have offered him a job and uh, the Mirror will be saying, and all the other newspapers, well, thank goodness for that. Because it shouldn't have to be like that. It really shouldn't. Somebody comes out of the army, you know, there should be something for them to do. Something that, you know, that makes them feel worthwhile, as opposed to feeling thoroughly rotten about themselves and feeling very depressed and thinking that there is no purpose in life. That happens to a lot of people, and that leads on to deep depression in, you know, in, in the dark side of life. And you don't want that. But he's, I think he's done something positive. He's stood on a roundabout. He's, uh, you know, he's gone, listen, this, this is me. It takes a lot of guts to do that. A lot of guts. You might think it's just easy. He just stands on a roundabout. But people are going to see him and go, oh, I saw him the other day. He needs a job. What, what, what can he do? There will be. He, he can do something. He's 46. Of course he can do something. You know, he's, he's probably got some of his best years ahead of him. And somebody somewhere will... Sounds dreadful, but they will take pity on him and they'll give him a job. And that will give him that, that impetus uh, to start again and to go, see, I'm not useless. I can do it. I can do something. Uh, what else we got? Oh, Katie Price considering donating a lung to her mother. I've never heard of a lung transplant, but I'm sure they must exist. Everything you can do. Now, I mean, there's nothing you can't do on a body. You can have everything done nowadays. And also the... Um, the banning rugby in schools is because they don't want contact because they say that could lead to a risk of dementia if you actually have a contact sport. Well, can you imagine? Well, let's just close down Twickenham immediately. Close it down. Because if you don't have kids coming out of school, young people who enjoy the game of rugby, there's no point. We're just not going to have anybody in the future. And uh, all those thousands and hundreds of thousands of people and millions over the years who've been to enjoy the rugby at Twickenham, Witten, uh, will, of course, because it's not in Twickenham, it's the other side of the roundabout. But they, it sounds better if you say Twickenham, because Witten's a bit naff. <laughs> With apologies to people listening in Witten this morning. But, uh, you know, so I think you have to have rugby and cricket. And you probably have to have fencing and stuff like that and hockey and all the other bits and pieces. I personally feel a chill whenever anybody says, exercise, games, athletics. No, thank you. Coming up very shortly, the news at six o'clock this morning. It's Tuesday, the 26th of September. It's Steve Allen's early breakfast show. Is Dyson about to launch an electric car? If they are, they've kept it very quiet up until now. Uh, the warden, he worked for the church. He was just a common tea leaf. He stole 35 grand of their church funds, which, you know, is much needed in the community. Uh, how well do you know your body? In, 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 in many cases, if you've been to hospital a few times, you know it very, very well. The posh Oxford uni girl spared jail because uh, they said, oh, she's going to be a great heart surgeon. She smirks as she comes out. I mean, it really is. She stabbed her boyfriend in the leg. Sounds absolutely ideal, doesn't she, really? And Harry and Meghan holding hands. I think we're going to be sick. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Apparently looks like love. Meghan Markle and uh, Prince Harry. I mean, you know, they're sort of, they're getting to middle age. 
Are they going, it looks like love, like they're 18 years old, or it's Brooklyn Beckham or something like that? Their first public appearance. Well, she lives in Canada, and he's over there doing his games. No coincidence that they're obviously going to be seen together, holding hands. Shock horror. I heard somebody say that on a radio station a minute ago, going, they were holding hands. Shock and you go, like, what else are they supposed to be doing? They're both wearing glasses. And as I say, I don't know if he's staying in a hotel. I don't know if he's um, if he's staying with her. I don't know if she's moving in with him. I've got no, I, I couldn't care less. It's, but it's so sweet. No, says the producer, it's not sweet. It's just boring. Who cares? Who cares about it? Is it really that interesting? They say their first public appearance together. No, it's not. She's been coming over here for ages. I've had quite a few appearances, let me tell you. But holding hands is the new big thing. That's what sort of makes people sort of go, oh, wow, they're really serious. They hold it like three-year-olds. They're holding hands. Blue Lion says your dislike for the London taxi trade is, taxi trade is so evident today. Are you serious? What are you listening to? You can't be that daft. Surely, please, God, tell me. I've told you I only ever take black taxis in London. I'm just telling you, competition is out there. Whether you like it or not, it's out there. It's as simple as that. I said to the producer, I said, dislike. When a lot of my friends are black taxi drivers, I think you hear what you want to hear. I think you hear what you want to hear. Shocked at your tirade of insults. What insults? I asked the producer, I said, have we insulted anybody? No, he said. So you're obviously listening to something else or you're hearing it third hand and you're hearing incorrect. You need to listen properly. Drives me mad when people are that dim that they can't hear anything. You know, you have to accept the fact that competition is around. It's around in everything. Coffee shops, radio stations, you know, loads of things like that. I don't believe you've heard any insults. If you've heard any insults, for God's sake, tell me what they are. I'd love to know. Love to know. And then somebody says here, if sat-navs are so great, why do, why do users end up in rivers? Don't be so stupid. Of course they don't end up in rivers. Honestly, where are these people coming from today? It's the medicated people. Does Satnav stop the dependent driver going through red lights? I'm so... God. You're not telling me... Wait a, wait a minute. Are you telling me that black cab drivers don't have Satnavs in their vehicles? Please don't tell me that, because they do. Taxi drivers focused on a Satnav rather than... They talk. You don't need to be focused on it. They talk to you. Turn right. In 300 yards, turn left, they talk to you. Perhaps you've got a very old one. And it says here, the road is never as safe as driver with the knowledge. It's got nothing to do with that. It's got nothing to do with that. Also, drivers that pass the knowledge ensure you're being driven by someone that is far less likely to harm you because they've got too much to lose. Yeah, OK. <laughs> All these sexual assaults by Uber drivers is due to any weirdo being employed. What, you don't think you can be weird? You know, doing the knowledge as well. I can show you chapter and verse on that one. Happy birthday to Joe on his way to work at the uh, Scrubs prison. We're going to be grandparents at the old age of 63. First time. Great fans. 63. Grandparents at 60. That seems quite young to me now, but I've heard of, I've heard of younger. Much, much younger. 84850, uk. So sat-navs are great. They're in everything. They're in absolutely everything. I've got, I mean, you won't find a car now that doesn't have a sat-nav built in it, and they don't end up in rivers. Don't be so stupid. I've never heard of it. You can't be that thick, honestly. God in heaven. Uh, pictures of Meghan Markle, if you really want to see what a, an actress that you've never heard of looks like. Here she, she's in Suits. I've never seen it. Loads of people I know have never seen it either. But uh, apparently that means she's a huge international star, and Hollywood are probably calling out uh, for her. And uh, the answer is, no, they're not. 
I think it's a Canadian-made programme, isn't it, as far as I'm concerned. Dave says, did you, so, you saw a pedalo with four people on it? Don't you mean a rickshaw? No. No, 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 it's a pedalo. I think they're called pedalos, aren't they? Or they're not called pedalos. It's a pedalo something on the river. Well, you can get four people in one of those. That's easy. That's very easy, I would think. What do they call them on the streets of London, apart from dangerous? What do they call those? Pedicabs. There you go. And you had peddy somewhere in it, which to do with feet, because they, they sort of pedal them. Oh, look, Kim Jong-un. My God, you're getting fat. And uh, here he is demonstrating that he's got balloons and can look miserable with a lot of elderly old men with stupid outfits on. I wonder where they get those from. hope it's not China, because they won't be getting any more, will they? Trendy soya milk may put your health at risk. Trendy soya milk. Who has soya milk? Hands up. Hands up. Trendy soya... I've never... Vegans, do they? Oh, right. Oh. I've got a producer who's a vegan, so I better be careful. Uh, BBC Laura's bodyguard is just to ploy sneers an MP. She's had, you know, obviously something that is considered serious enough to warrant um, her having a bodyguard. Not all the time, apparently. People say they've seen her without the bodyguard, but, you know, at least, I mean, she's making the best of it. She's been trolled by somebody. And, uh, and it's a case of she doesn't like it, so they have to, they have to look after her, which I think is... I think that's fair enough. I would expect no no less from people nowadays to look after somebody. You know, some, somebody looking after somebody, uh, you know, who's out there doing some work for the BBC. Why would not? That, that, that would be something that would be OK, wouldn't it? Uh, people are saying Prince Harry's hand is a sign that he's the devil. <laughs> Can't believe it, can you, really? You really can't believe it. You can't believe it. Uh, Labour in La La Land. I watched a bit of Labour conference the other day. They, they were talking. The bloke who was talking, I can't remember who he was. It was quite interesting, but he was preaching to the party faithful. We're going to give all these companies back, the post office, blah, 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 back to the people. And I was thinking, well, that's what you say now. And then, you know, Labour looks like... They were almost talking about, you know, get ready for government. They seem to think that they're going to be taking over from the Conservatives you know, on the on the next election. Uh, lots of stories about the far right uh, now putting an end to Merkel's foreign invasion. God, we now talk about foreigners, don't we, in this country? And is Dyson about to launch an electric car? Uh, his high-tech firm, this is James Dyson, uh, famed for its Vortex vacuum cleaner, hand dryers and bladeless fans. Have you seen they've got a, um, um, what do they call it, hair dryer? It's about £300, their hairdryer. I've never heard of a hairdryer at £300. And their fans are very expensive, and their vacuum cleaners are ludicrously expensive. But uh, they come in nice bright colours. But they think they're going to unveil the early stages of an electric vehicle at their headquarters in Malmesbury in Wiltshire, which is beautiful down there. It really is lovely. So that would pose a threat to Silicon Valley giant Tesla, who's the electric car firm founded by the billionaire Elon Musk which has shaken up the more established motoring firms. Expectation about what Dyson was developing earlier mounted after car makers accelerated their plans for electric vehicles. So, competition. Competition for one big company in America in Silicon Valley that Dyson might be entering the fray. And if Dyson enters the fray, it's, um, it, it could mean competition. It could mean, you know, cheap. I mean, I'd like to think it's going to be cheaper cars. Would you not think that we can get cheaper cars out of it? Because I think electric cars, do they do electric cabs? Are there such things as electric cabs? I don't know if there are. Are they all, are they all diesel? I'm not sure on something like that, actually. I would have to, I would have to sort of check. 
84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. There's also a dreadful story about a woman who goes to uh, a Greek uh, island. She's an archaeologist called Celia, well, she was, and uh, she was mauled to death by a pack of dogs. They've got feral dogs. If you go to Gran Canaria, feral cats. Feral cats they've got there. Danny in Staines says, don't slurp your tea. I don't drink tea. I don't drink tea. So, there you go. I don't know where you're coming from. I'll tell you, we've got them all today. There must be some home released a lot of people out today. The knowledge allowed working class people that couldn't go to university for whatever reason to study hard and make a career that provided a better life for their family. The knowledge was for working class people. Where did that come from? The knowledge is for working class people. Uh, Uber just exploits working class or mainly poorer immigrants, many of which don't... Wait a minute, I've lost the next bit of it. Don't even talk English. I think you mean speak English, don't you? But uh, no, far be it from me to correct you on that one. Uh, whilst making them rich. I don't think anybody gets rich, do they? You think people get rich driving Uber? Dear. They claim to be uh, worried. 40,000 now employees, which will always claim weren't, whilst making driverless cars, which will end the same jobs anyway. Uber want it all on their own terms, whilst not even paying proper tax here. How dare they be here? Mugging us off. What's that mean? Mugging us off. Oh, it's Danny Dyer stuff, is it? And, and we're thanking them for it. I feel sorry for Uber drivers because they do jobs so cheap and they have to work so many hours. Why would you worry about them? It's got to do with you. Why would you worry about it? It's their, their problem, isn't it? It's their problem. If they choose to work for Uber and they don't want to do the knowledge, you might find there's some Uber drivers, I bet you could find them, who are doing the knowledge. In fact, I would, I would even put money on the fact that there's Uber drivers doing the knowledge. But don't worry about them. They, they, they seem to be OK, especially the ones I've heard phoning LBC. You know, I mean, it's, it's, apparently electric black cabs have, be unve- have been unveiled recently. Uh, 56,000 to buy. That average, isn't it, really? I don't like electric cars. I'm not, I know it's, it's supposed to be good, actually. The cabbies can have to buy them. 56, well, they've been buying them on credit, I'm assuming. You're not going to cough up 56 grand, are you really? Wow. Seems a lot, doesn't it? The other ones I thought were about 38. So 56 for an electro. Are they bigger, though? Because the style of the cab has changed. But I seem to remember, I'm old enough to remember, when the black cabs were anti-Addison Lee. I remember that very, very well. Very, very well. But Addison Lee became a conglomeration of about three or four different companies as they gradually bought up different people. Because every time we had a cab company that we used, then they got bought up and then it became Addison Lee. And they've got loads, but not as many as Uber have. But don't, don't ever worry about Uber drivers. If they choose to drive for Uber, that's their problem, isn't it? They're the ones doing it. But I don't remember that the knowledge was for working class people. I mean, that just sounds like a load of old guff. Why would it, you know, it's just ridiculous. I'm looking at these electric uh, cars here and the maintenance and the technology which can help you save and all the rest of it. And uh, so, in other words, you can go 25,000 miles rather than 15 before you have a service. Wow. And if you buy one here, you get three years or 100,000 miles servicing for free. Yeah, we like the free bit. Free bit sounds good. Free bit sounds good. 84850, steve at After the break... Something very special, which you really will not want to miss. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. (laughs) 6.20 is uh, the time. Uh, Simon says, I've just become a granddad at 57. I just got married last weekend. Lovely. Uh, And Stuart says, my hairdryer costs £5.99. It's called a towel. Yeah, it doesn't work like that for the ladies. I mean, I did see this one. I'm pretty certain. You'll have to tell me how much it is. I think it's probably online. It's a Dyson 
hairdryer. And I remember thinking, oh, that's quite nice. How much could that be? £30? £40? I was horrid. I was seriously, I thought, how can you spend that much on a hairdryer? I thought the vacuum cleaners were bad enough. So here is the, it's called a supersonic hairdryer. Okay, lovely. It comes, it's sort of iron and fuchsia. How much do you think it is? Okay, I'll tell you, it's got three speed settings, powerful digital motor in the handle, magnetic attachments. Makes a lot of difference, doesn't it? I often think when I'm blow drying my hair, I must get some magnetic attachments. How much do you think it is? Go on. £40? £50. Not more than 60 surely. 70 No. £299.99. 300 quid for a hairdryer. You'd have to be mad. £300 for a hairdryer. What does it do? Does it sort of operate itself? Do you just sort of sit there and it floats around your head and sort of d- and does it and puts the... You know, does it? £300 for a hairdryer. Blimey, you can get a vacuum cleaner cheaper. You can hoover up your hair off the floor or out the bath or wherever it happens to go. That, when I first heard it, I thought, they are... They are having a laugh, aren't they? It can't really be £300 for a hairdryer. But then I suppose some people, more money than sense. That seems an awful lot of money. As I say, you can get a vacuum cleaner cheaper. From from Dyson, much, much cheaper. I mean, it, it, it really is. I mean, if you can do that with £300, what can you do with just £3? Answer is, you can change people's lives with £3. £3 goes a long, long way with our charity... Make some noise from Global. Uh, this year, we are hoping to change young lives. And it's not just changing young lives. Some of these young people are quite seriously ill. The places where they have to go to need help. Many of them don't get any funding whatsoever. I went down to a home a short while ago. Beautiful, 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 beautiful. And it's there for children who are not very well. And they go there for a rest with their mummies and daddies. And they look after them. And you'll hear... The results of that uh, that visit in about a week and a half's time, because it's a very special place and every weekend families go there and it's all found. But they need money to keep going because there are lots of these families who have children who are very sick and they can go there. They've got a hydroponic pool. They've got gardens where they can play in and toys and everything else. And it, it basically gives the parents a break. But more about that later. So what I'm asking you for is just three pounds. It's nothing. It's absolutely nothing in this day and age. Whichever way you look at it, it's nothing. It's £3. But what I'm going to do is, for every person who donates £3, I'm going to put you into my prize draw. And one lucky couple will win an exclusive, inclusive, once-in-a-lifetime trip to Sandals Barbados. Yes, you heard correctly, Barbados. You and a partner flown from either London or Manchester to the beautiful Caribbean island of Barbados. On your arrival, you'll be whisked away to begin your Bayan experience at the amazing Sandals Resort, where you can wind down, click, 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 and enjoy a week of luxury. You will spend seven nights at the luxurious Sandals Resort in deluxe accommodation. Uh, at this resort, they've got three swimming pools, 11 Count them, 11 gourmet restaurants and seven full-service bars, including a swim-up bar. The good news is that the pools and the restaurant and the seven full-service bars and the swim-up bars are all free. It's all-inclusive, everything. Your meals, your drinks, your entertainment, your land and water sports, everything is free. So you don't need to start putting your hand in and getting money out or doing anything else. It's free. Barbados, famous for its uh, luxurious surroundings of white sandy beaches, sparkling seas. And it's just gorgeous. I can't go. I'm not allowed to go. 
because it's on my programme. But if you want to be in with a chance to win that amazing trip to the Caribbean, thanks to Sandals Resort, all you have to do is enter and support our charity, Globals Make Some Noise. And it's based on your telephone. OK, so you take the telephone and you text Barbados, which is B-A-R-B-A-D-O-S. The only reason I say that is because one person yesterday got it completely wrong and couldn't spell for toffee, which, of course, doesn't really help because uh, it means that, um, that you don't get entered into the prize draw. So it's Barbados, that's the one word, and you send it to 84850. And that's all you have to do. And you're automatically entered into the prize draw to win that seven nights at Sandals in Barbados with the 11, 11 gourmet restaurants. I wasn't even aware there were 11 gourmet restaurants in a resort. The swim-up bar, seven full-service bars, all free for you. All free. Every single thing. The water sports, the land sports, everything. The food, the drink, the entertainment, free for you. And you're, it's for two of you. So you can take, uh, take a loved one. Or if you're Kieran Haler, you can take just about anybody you want. Just a winder up. A one-off voluntary donation of just £3 from every text goes straight to our charity helping to change young lives. And some of them are very, very young lives and some of them are very seriously ill. And that's why they need your help. Uh, you've got until midday on the 6th of October, just around the corner, to enter. And uh, if you keep the phone with you, then who knows, we could be phoning you. Standard network rate supply. You need to be over 18 and you're playing across all participating stations. Full list rules and date restrictions at lbc.co.uk. So all you're texting is Barbados, B-A-R-B-A-D-O-S, and you send it to 84850. And that means that you've donated £3. That's it. And £3 from every text goes straight to our charity, helping to change young lives. And uh, you enter into the prize draw to be flying out for seven fantastic uh, nights at the luxurious Sandal Resort with everything found for you. Gourmet food, gourmet drinks, gourmet entertainment and uh, water sports and everything else. So if you want to do it, text Barbados and send it to 84850. And in advance, as I said yesterday, I thank you on behalf of the little people. Who, who can't maybe say thank you, but some of them will. You'll hear some of the interviews that we've all, all done with some of these amazing children who are facing, you know, some of the biggest climbs that they have to, ever have to make in their lives. Some of them, you know, it's, it's just a one-way journey. But for many of them, we, we try and offer something that uh, will really change their lives and change the lives of the parents as well because they need that rest. It's very demanding for them and that's why, you know, the place that I went down to, which I'll tell you about nearer the time, is so special for them and for so many other people and uh, it's lovely. So thank you for donating £3. I'm very grateful. 28 minutes past uh, six. I can't believe it's 28 minutes past six. So every newspaper, there is not a newspaper that doesn't cover uh, Harry and Meghan. I mean, I'm just hoping they just hurry up and get married and sort of we can we can put an end to this because it's just ridiculous. We've had it every time he goes out with a girl. Now he's holding hands with her. As I say, he's 33. He's 33. And has she met the Queen? They're saying she has. I don't think she has. I don't think the Queen meets people like this. And also, when they get married, do you think the Queen will be there? I don't think she will be. I don't think... I'm not sure. I think uh, Charles will be there. I'm very well, Harry. You know, pretty little thing. And whether she moves over here or he moves over there or they move to Africa, we've got no idea. We sort of we just get fed little dribbles of information and, uh, and you're supposed to kind of make of that what you will. Uh, 84850. Steve, why are all these comments coming in from black cab drivers? Nasty comments. Well, it's very odd. 
I can't understand it. I've bigged them up like there's no tomorrow. I've told them. But it goes in one ear, and I've obviously nothing in the middle, and vacates out the other side. And I said, I only ever take black cabs in London. I use them all the time, backwards and forwards from the hospital. But uh, anyway, the next thing, Steve, they'll be asking for the buses to be taken off the road. Don't start that one. God, in heaven, imagine competition from the buses, which are cheaper. In fact, in my case, they're so cheap, they're free. But uh, there you go. Uh, I was a grandparent in my 40s, says Karen. Uh, got married at 19, first son at 21, 59 now, and have six beautiful granddaughters. <coughs> Makes Christmas a bit pricey, doesn't it, really? Christmas, in fact, is very... Pr- Nobody can believe this, uh, this Dyson hairdryer is actually £300. I couldn't either. I just, it just seemed an awful lot of money. I thought the vacuum cleaners were bad enough at the price they are, whereas I'm, unfortunately, I favour a Henry. I've got a Henry, but they also do a Hattie and a Hetty and all the other different ones because it's just a basic vacuum cleaner and you just throw the bags away. And if you're a member of Costco, then you can go and buy boxes of the bags, which are very good, actually. The balmy world of the transgender PC movement, a piece in the paper today by Chris Roycroft Davis writing in the Express today, gender neutral toilets. They've got them in the Strand Palace Hotel. It's got men and women on the door. You go in and it used to be men's toilets and ladies' toilets. Now it's just cubicles. And some are labelled men and some are labelled women, so you get your own cubicle. So they've done away with, uh, with urinals. There's also the headmistress who no longer calls her pupils girls and female students who can now wear boys' clothes. What do they mean by that? Do they mean by trousers? Because I think trousers are unisex, don't you? But anyway, they're getting a little bit, uh, little bit funny about that. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, a pretty nice heavy company. 27 minutes to 7. God, is it still dark outside? It's very gloomy, isn't it? Very gloomy. Nick Ferrari at breakfast to brighten your day. Jeremy Corbyn is being urged to act after a Labour fringe meeting discussed the likeness between supporters of Israel and the Nazis. Does the party and its leader need to do more to combat anti-Semitism? North Korea claims the US has declared war after Trump's tweets over the weekend. How far away is military action? Oh, God, let's hope a very long way. Plus the CBI says the Shadow Chancellor's economic plans could harm small businesses. I think we'll be speaking to the Director-General to find out why they think so. All of that and more with Nick Ferrari at breakfast this morning from 7 here on LBC. 26 minutes. Uh, Sean says, let's be clear, Uber have not had their licence revoked. TfL have refused to issue Uber a new licence. Their operation should end on September the 30th. It won't. What, in two days' time? I don't think so. Saturday. It'll be finishing on Saturday. It won't. I can almost promise you that. There's no chance at all. Um, Quentin Letts says, what a wonderful mumbler Sadiq Khan is. <laughs> Sounds like a man out of the dentist chair. <laughs> I don't know, actually. I've never thought about that one before. And uh, Ralph Little, the actor, keeps uh, telling Uber to stop emailing him to sign petitions. So uh, he's obviously getting fed up there at all uh, with all those sort of things. And... Um, 84850, and Ian uh, talks about his boiler, which has given up completely. He says, nobody warns you how much of your adult life is spent buying really very boring things for astonishing amounts of money. Well, a hairdryer for £300, I thought, was about about as expensive as it uh, as it's going to get nowadays. I mean, I seriously couldn't believe that. You could buy a hairdryer for about four or five quid, can't you? Uh, there is the jail let-off for a disabled benefits cheat. Uh, and this is uh, Linda Hoey. She's been spared jail. She's a crook. An out-and-out crook. £81,000 she thieved. But uh, she was spared jail. She holidayed in Egypt and India, but claimed she couldn't dress herself due to arthritis and back pain, basically lying through her teeth. Investigators found her snorkelling, images of her kneeling to alter her daughter's wedding dress. 
She was jailed for 18 months, but unfortunately only suspended for two years after telling barefaced lies. Although her case was initially genuine, she wrongly sought disability living allowance from January and she cheated taxpayers out of 65 grand, found guilty of cheating the Midlands M6 toll road by using a disability pass. She's a right old crook, this one. At Stafford Crown Court, the judge told her it was time to pay the price. What, what price would that be, dear? And uh, apparently not. The fact you've, uh, you're shunned by neighbours and people turn their backs uh, on you comes to me as no surprise. Pfft, yeah, I bet. You know, I mean, people like that are just dreadful. You call two members of your family in support. I hardly think you merit the description your daughter gave you as someone to whom she can look up to as a role model. She's a benefit fraudster. 81,000 quid. She should have been shoved in prison. We should have taken it all back. Able to swim, able to snorkel, able to do this. And they would do a suspended sentence. What for? Where do we get the money back? Crooks like this are laughing at us. Absolutely laughing. They go, oh, that's all right. I can cheat the system. And, um, and I don't need to do anything about it. They just suspend it. I go, oh, really sorry. Ha, 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 ha. Daughter called in as a role model. Yeah, of course she is. Benefit fraudster. Steve, about you waiting over an hour for a London taxi. Well, it was just under the hour. It was a blooming long time. Just download the Get Taxi app. A cab within five minutes. £25 worth of free credit. Picture of your driver. Oh, I'm not sure I want a picture of the driver as well, Dave. I think that's pushing it a bit too far. I'm not sure I need to know things like that. And the registration number and fixed fares if you're stuck in traffic. There you go. That's the one. Is that for black taxes? Is that for black taxes? Because I know about Halo, which is black. Ta- I don't want to use something else. I'm not using any sort of, uh, sort of minicabs or anything like that. Uh, 84850, steve at uk. Front pages of the papers heading your way. Uh, no, no surprise if you've been just woken up that it's going to be Meghan Markle. And dreary Harry. I mean, who cares? Seriously. You know, if all of us... I don't know, I can't think of anything less boring. But, of course, the papers haven't got anything to write about at the moment. Mike in Finchley says, I love my Henry. I've had it so long, the face has worn off and I've had to draw on a replacement. There's nothing in it, is there? You lift up the lid of a Henry. It's a bit like lifting up the lid of a halogen oven. Not recommended. And inside there's a bag and a sort of a little round thing that fits. And that's it. And it's perfectly adequate for doing sort of instant things. I love it. It's great. I've also got another one as well. I've got a silent vacuum. Have you ever heard of such a thing? A silent vacuum. I bought it on Ideal World, I think, some time ago. And it's very quiet. You can make it make a noise, but normally it's very silent. Uh, Tina's got a Dyson 01 model. Cost me £5 at a car boot at least 10 years ago. And has never let me down. And spares are available, unlike a lot of other vacuums. I know. I was always told you should never buy anything electrical at a car boot. There is the danger that you might be buying a pig in a poke, as they say. Best hoover I've ever bought is a shark. Picks up more dust than half the price, says Dave. Who's turned into a a right little house cleaning person. Uh, Grace says, I'm delighted for technology and it's advancing. I hope Tesco's will be able to deliver my grocery order by robots very soon. My computer speaks English and does a wonderful job for me. Half of the minicabs don't speak English and don't have... Uh, don't have the, the knowledge either. Well, they're relying on everything. I mean, you know, my, my journey's fairly straightforward. Not all of my drivers are English, you know, if it comes down to it. I mean, I had a driver the other day who I've had a few times. He's from Bangladesh, and he's just come back from holiday, and he works long hours because that's how he makes his money for his family, you know. Unless he's going to win the lottery anytime soon, things are not going to change. I said, but that's, you know, I quite like the idea of having to get up in the morning and have, uh, and, and have a purpose, as opposed to not having a bit. Although I mentioned to a friend of mine last night, I said the lottery, it's 145 million tonight. 
And she said, oh, good. I said, of course, you wouldn't move, would you? Because she likes her neighbours. She's got some really good neighbours. And she said, are you mad? Of course I'd move. I said, oh, right. Where would you move to? She said, I don't know, somewhere near Brighton. Uh, a big place where she could have houses. There was a place a short while ago came up in Country Life. And it was a house, but also came with a little... Uh, a little sort of group of four houses, very old, all grouped round a little courtyard. And I thought that seemed quite nice. Bring all your family in. There's a place near uh, uh, the secret bunker in Essex where the bloke won the lottery and he bought all the houses on a new development. So he's got six houses on there and he moved the family in, which is quite good. Dean says, we haven't heard much about, uh, about the Beckham family. Oh, I, I had a story yesterday, but I omitted to mention it to you. It was the fact that ever since Brooklyn... That real whiz kid um, sort of took up going to university or whatever he's doing. It's just a photographic course. Um, apparently, Victoria's been in tears all the time. Yeah, right. I didn't believe it either. <laughs> eight for eight five oh. Holding hands was what Katie Price's husband did with the nanny and her best friend. Yes, that's called holding hands now. I think so. Uh, best of luck, uh, says Lindsay with a skin graft. I'd be thrilled if you'd be the first to wish me a happy birthday. Huge fan. What of skin grafts? Steve, I know it's off topic, but I did love your Eartha Kitt impression the other day. It says, Jill, your Adrian Childs is still my favourite. I know. We don't hear so much of him now. He doesn't sort of appear on television, does he, anymore? Well, if, if he does, he's not appearing on my television. You know, it's, some people you think have vanished completely, all of a sudden pop up on something terribly obscure. I was watching, what was I watching the other day? It was a, a programme on, might have been ITV2, and I remember thinking at the time, what is this? And they go, it's celebrities doing so-and-so. And I didn't... I didn't, um, I didn't really sort of think that it was that interesting. Steve, why would Harry and Meghan move to Africa? Because that's where his main, his, his main charity is based. You not know about it? God, and her charity's out there. Do you not know that? God blimey. Thicko's around this morning. That's it. That's where he goes out to all the time. He has a charity out there. She has a charity out there. You didn't know that? God blimey. Need to wake up and smell the coffee. Uh, how long are you proposing to be away, says Kate, for the body modifications? Uh, a day. Apparently, if, if they can get me in tomorrow morning, I have to phone this evening at six to find out. And uh, I could be out by lunchtime. It's not like having heart surgery. It's not like having heart surgery where you've got to stay there and they've got to monitor you and do all that kind of stuff. Alex says, my, uh, my sister-in-law, I think you mean sister, that's uh, predictive spelling, uh, is a hairdresser. A lot of her colleagues use the Dyson dryer because it's one of the quietest ones. And surprisingly, a lot of hairdressers have hearing damage. Oh, God, not please hairdressers now. We don't want to deal with that as well. That would be a nightmare, wouldn't it? An absolute nightmare. Uh, Steve says, Glenn in Wood Green, black cab drivers are a business. Of course they are. They're self-employed. Unless you work for a company. I'm assuming there must be companies that employ people, but you're, a, but you're still self-employed, aren't you? Uh, they've been privileged to allow to drive in bus lanes, but they have to do that because most people hail them, so they have to pull into a bus lane. Of course, if you're blue line, you probably think this is picking on black cab drivers again. So we'll do it slowly for you, just in case. Uber and other cab firms are forced to battle traffic. Why? Um, because they don't pick up by the side of the road. I mean, well, actually, they do pick up by the side of the road because if you book one, they have to pull in to pick you up unless they're going to sort of come up with some new system. Uh, Glenn says black cab should accept the competition, same as any other businesses. Well, as I said earlier on, I remember only a short while ago, they were anti-Addison Lee. So there's always got to be something. It's, perhaps it's British. Perhaps it is British to moan about things. We moan about the weather. We moan about this. We moan about the price of coffee. We moan about everything, you know. <laughs> uh, Steve, good luck for tomorrow. Lots and lots of love from the north. Plus, I love it when you slurp your coffee. I can't help it. I'm just not going to burn the roof of my mouth for anybody. I couldn't care less. Uh, and Alan says, when exposing benefit crown scroungers, please don't forget to mention the champions, the Windsors. Well, actually, no, not. 
she actually gives over more to the government than she gets back. Their income is greater than the money that they take. And they're quite frugal. As you know by now, they're a very frugal family. I mean, you, you, know, you have to look at the Queen. Her, her, one of her, her sitting rooms hasn't changed in, oh, donkey's years. Absolutely donkey's years. Uh, what are we going to do? Oh, the sun on the front. Oh, good Lord, Meghan Markle again. I can't believe it. Here she is, average actress. Because to be honest with you, I've never seen her acting in anything, but I'm sure that Hollywood will be beckoning and she'll be making some big super-duper film with Brad Pitt and everybody else. Not. No, she's just a Canadian actress in something called Suits. I've never seen it. Couldn't care less. But she's going out with Harry, so that makes her newsworthy. And they've held hands. Woo! Hold me back and call me Susan. Uh, Toff Justice. Posh Oxford Uni girl spared jail after stabbing boyfriend. I just couldn't bear the idea that Lavinia came outside and smirked outside the court. That just about kind of wound me up for the uh, for the morning. And Karen Brady says, BBC boss Tony Hall must act urgently on equal pay. Uh, apparently, Claire Balding's on £199,000 a year, but Gary Lineker is on one8 But I think it's because there's lots of other things. That might be just one thing that Claire Balding's done. I don't think that incorporates all of her stuff. I think she's probably doing... I don't think you'll find Claire Balding complaining. And she works for ITV. She works for Channel 4. She writes. She's got books. So there's lots of other things that she's got on top of that. That's just one thing. 200,000. Gary Lineker you know, does loads of other programmes on the uh, on the BBC. Boring though he is. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Apparently, I've just discovered that uh, if if uh, Meghan, the actress, and Harry, the charity boy, got married, the Queen wouldn't go. The reason? She's divorced. In fact, she had a boyfriend a short while ago. In fact, she's she's been married, few boyfriends, and then finds Prince Harry, and he's taken with her. I can't believe that person wrote in and didn't know that they're that their, their charities are based in Africa. That's the one that's in Lesotho. Although anybody with half a brain cell knows that Harry loves going out there because that's the thing. And they were always saying she'd like it out there as well because her charity's out there too. Can't believe somebody wouldn't know that. You'd have to be really dim, wouldn't you, not to know something like that. Daily Star front page, the Brits who love sex bots. I know, I mean, to be honest with you, I'm, I'm not even... Do we know what they are? Oh, right. What, the Brits who love sex bots? Oh, right. I'm sorry. You mean, oh, right. Apparently, they can't get enough of them. You know what they are? They're, they're robots. Woo! It's a bit scary, isn't it? Apparently, Phil Bass from Kent has got six of them. And they look frighteningly real, if you, if you like that kind of thing. And so they, they've got a picture in one of the, uh, the papers today. In, in the Daily Star, they have, they have pictures of these sex bots which sort of look um, odd. That's all I can say. I can't think of any other word to say that they're odd. I suppose it's for... Well, anyway, they're odd. But he, he's got six and he seems to like them. Uh, the other headline on the front, Harry and, and Meghan, official engagement. There is no official engagement. They held hands. Big deal. He's 33, for goodness sake. It's sweet in old people. It looks a bit ridiculous in people their age. But uh, the Queen wouldn't be going to the wedding. You think she's going to be standing there wearing, oh, I'll be able to wear a new hat. No, of course not. She's a divorcee. Uh, also, kidnapped page three girl made it all up. These are allegations all over the papers today. And this is a girl who's got a book out. Strangely enough, strangely enough, she pulled out of an interview the other day with Victoria Derbyshire. I wonder why that was. Perhaps she read Private Eye. Uh, the Daily Mail, Labour is the real nasty party. Uh, the BBC star intimidated. Some MPs tried to diss that one. And anti-Semitism at conference... Uh, Jeremy Corbyn urged to act after activists applauded panellists at a fringe meeting who likened supporters of Israel to Nazis. 
Not exactly the sort of publicity they want to uh, be reading any time soon. Uh, the Mirror. Save them from death row. This is the heart transplant boy Max's mum joining pleas for donor law change. And Harry and Meghan again. Sorry to ruin your day. You know, I mean, it is just Harry and Meghan. As I say, he's 33. If we were dealing with a 12-year-old or something and, you know, like sort of Prince William or somebody that I don't really. But uh, Dean says, I think we should wish Harry and Meghan good luck. He's had depression, but just so much for charity. Yeah, but, you know, you can't use that as an excuse. You really can't use that as an excuse. He does He does for charity, because what else do they do? They don't do anything else. They might as well do charity. Charles has got his uh, charities, and he talks to plants. You know, the rest of it is just ceremonial stuff. You know, turning up. I mean, they, they don't actually have proper jobs. They really don't have... Pro- I think the nearest we got was Prince Edward was a tea boy for Andrew Lloyd Webber. And that didn't last very long. He, he tried it in the army. That was a little bit pushing it too far for him. They don't have proper jobs. They do it for a little while to say, oh, they've done this and they've done that. So Andrew, you know, does his sort of helicoptering and then we don't know what he does at the moment. His two daughters, we've got no idea and couldn't care less. Uh, William used to do helicoptering, but doesn't do that now because they're grooming him to be king. I mean, to be honest with you, you've got to wait ages and ages for this because the Queen's got to die. Charles has got to die and then it gets round to him. So we could be waiting another 30 years, judging by the longevity of the family. And uh, Harry's got his uh, charities and his games and just goes around shaking hands with people. Uh, now he's shaking hands with, uh, with Meghan. Whether it leads to an engagement, I, I really couldn't care. It doesn't make any difference to me. I'm, I'm, I'm totally indifferent. I love the Queen. I love Philip. You know, and I like the idea that we've got a royal family. Big fan of the royal family. But there's a lot of hanger-oners and there's a lot of bone-idle people there. They don't really do anything. And so that's it. But I'm not anti the royal family. Never, never, never. Lorraine Kenny says the menopause made me joyless. I thought she looked a bit different recently. She's lost a little bit of that, that sparkle. Uh, keep taking the daily aspirin. Millions of you are putting your health at danger by ignoring advice. They want you to take the aspirin. Because somebody wrote to me the other day saying that they've... Um, that they've, uh, they saw somebody going in to get a free prescription. And I said, I get free aspirin. I can afford to pay for aspirin, but it comes as part of my prescription. And I take an aspirin every day, which is good for, uh, for hearts. Uh, what else we got? What else we got? It's, uh, oh, who's the king of radio? Terry Wogan. I mean, you know, you, you cannot deny what he had on the radio was, uh, was a gift. You know, some people don't have that gift of communicating to people, and he had a gift of communicating to people. And um, and also Kenny Everett, who's been sacked by more radio stations, but he was innovative. You cannot deny that Kenny Everett used to put Hartons mad as a fruitcake. I only ever met him once, briefly. When I say met him, he was in the same bar that I happened to be in, and that was about... And you do that sort of thing, you look over and you go, oh, it's Kenny Everett. You know, I mean, he was, he was a god where it came to creative radio. You don't find people like that anymore. You really don't find people that can sort of put stuff together. And he did his voices. So when they wanted him for television, he didn't want to do it. He really didn't want to do television. And they kept offering more and more money. Till the end, they offered so much money, he went, yeah, I'll do it. And that launched his career on television and Cleo Rockus as well, who turned up with Leslie Joseph in the, uh, in the camper van. <laughs> I said to Leslie the other day when we had a, a chat, I said, I didn't even know that you drove. She said, I've been driving since I was 17. Today, I've got Benny from ABBA. Ian Dale, very jealous about that. I have to tell you, Ian Dale, very, very unhappy. Very unhappy, because he wanted to do the interview. But uh, the winner takes it all. There you go. Mamma mia, I said to him. 
<laughs> it's my interview. Uh, also, a woman facing jail after stealing from her parents while they were on holiday. It's another one of these thieving little people. Melissa Humphreys went on a shopping spree after being left in charge of Elizabeth and Terry Fordham's finances as they toured round Europe in a, in a motorhome. And so she took 179000 My God, and that's your daughter. A <laughs> little bit worrying, isn't it, really? A little bit worrying that you can get people... Imagine stealing from your own parents. I think that's absolutely terrible. Uh, 84850. John says, loving the show. My friend had a sex bot. Killed him on the night. The clocks went back. People should be warned. I didn't... I wasn't even... I've heard of things like that because I've seen Only Fools and Horses, you know, with the, uh, with the sort of the dolls that he bought. But these ones were a little bit more realistic. And I suppose it won't be long before you, you have something tailor-made. I find, it, I find it quite disturbing, but that's only because, you know... I don't actually know anybody who's, who's got one of these. I mean, they do look really very, very realistic. I mean, they look very realistic. Noel Sharkey, uh, Emeritus Professor of Robotics and Artificial Intelligence at Sheffield University and co-founder of the FRR, uh, said it was time for the government and the public to decide whether to regulate these uh, pleasure bots. He says, I can tell you, robots are certainly coming. The Times this morning on the front page... Trump's tweet is a declaration of war, says North Korea. No, it's not. Seriously, he didn't mean it. He didn't mean it at all. He was just having a joke, bit of a laugh. You know, OK, we declare war on North Korea. It's a joke. OK, he doesn't mean anything. Please don't read anything into it at all. He wants you all to enjoy Kentucky Fried Chicken and Burger King and McDonald's and everything else that they've got to offer. The land of the free, except if you're from North Korea, in which case you're not coming in. But there again, you can't get out either. So you're kind of stuck, aren't you, really? Uh, how to pick the right course for good universities. I feel sorry for people going to universities. I really do. I don't know why. I don't know why I feel sorry for people. It's sort of endless studying and, you know, and oh, really, really difficult. Oh, look, another picture of Harry and Meghan Markle again. <laughs> do you think she's saying to him every day, are you losing your hair? Happiness boosts the effects of the flu vaccine. I think happiness is great. As somebody said once, smile and the world smiles with you. Smile and you exercise every muscle in your face. Mm. It's nice, isn't it? When you smile. Some people don't, don't smile very well. I'll tell you what made me laugh the other day. I've, I've watched it a few times and it always makes me laugh. Philip Schofield and Holly Willoughby corpsing on television. He laughs like you just can't imagine. And she laughs as well to the, to the point where they're in tears almost. And she's going, stop, stop. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. You know, when you get to that stage, go onto YouTube and just check them out because it's very, very funny. Shane Watson on the real reason you can't sleep. That's because you're insomniac. You know, there you go. End of story. Uh, Hammond fails to back May for next general election. National grid to advise on when to do the washing. Not for me. And Arsenal take the points against West Brom. Look at me doing a, a sporting headline. Uh, not knowing anything about it. I'm not, a, I'm not a sporty person, as you can well imagine. And finally, The Guardian. Why models look glum? They do, don't they? They walk down the catwalk. It's because they've got a face on, haven't they? They go, you really fed up? Yeah. David Attenborough, The Blue Planet and the Plague of Plastic. And a picture of the suspended sentence for the Oxford student who stabbed her boyfriend in the leg. But apparently she's far too intelligent to go to prison. So there you go. Another out-of-touch judge. That's it for this morning. Thank you very much indeed for your company. Uh, thank you for, for donating some money. That's very much appreciated. Very much appreciated. And we have a free podcast for you up today, which will be available at the end of the programme. And this programme is available as a podcast as well. You need to go to the LBC website, lbc.co.uk. 
Uh, you can listen to LBC whenever you want. You download that free LBC app for your mobile or tablet and never miss a moment with our LBC catch-up app. I'm not here tomorrow. I shall be lying flat on my back on a table, having flesh stripped from my body to place on other bits of my body, so I'll let you know how it goes. Should be fine, I hope. I hope. Leading Britain's conversation at 10, James O'Brien. But next, with breakfast on LBC, it's Nick Ferrari. If you enjoyed this podcast, listen to Steve Allen live from 4am Monday to Friday and Saturday and Sunday from 5am.